best show. How are you? My name's Tom, the host, the host of the best show. Fresh from Newark, Liberty Airport. Right from the airport to the studio. Because it's Tuesday night, it's best show time. I ain't messing around. Think I'm messing around? Everyone's here. Studio. Mike. Pat. I'm going to start mixing. I'm sick of saying Pat last. Everybody's here. Pat. Now this is where the fight comes down. Hey, you know, I know. you. I'm really cool with you listening to me second, but when you do it last, it... Versus. Hey, man. No, that's not, that's not what he sounds like. That's Studio uh, Circa Batman. Hey, man. One more for Batman. You know we have other movies playing here, kid, right? Did I stutter? Now he's doing a, now he's a Kentucky Colonel. No! None of this tracks! You know it does track me starting the best show, which is going to be fun, and we're going to have a good time. And the phone number is 201-332-3484. If you want to call up, call up! But if you, the best show listener, want to hear the theme music, then listen to this, because this is the theme music to the best show. Shows about to begin. 
the best show. The best show. What's up? The phone number 201-3-3234-84201-332-3484 is the number for you to call the best show. My name's Tom Sharpling. I'm the host of tonight's installment of the show. And boy, oh boy. Well, first of all, we just heard uh, from Negative Scanner. Great album. Came out last year on Trouble in Mind. The name of that song, Ivy League A-Hole. Their self-titled album. Negative Scanner. So good. Trouble in Mind Records. So good. You find out more about them at Trouble in Mind Rex. R-E-C-S dot com. If you want to learn more about their great records, that's where you go. In the meantime, the phone number 201-3323484. And if I sound a little... Scritchy, scratchy, throaty, hallucinatory, not sure where I am right now. It's because I just got back from the airport, literally, went right from the airport to the studio. Just got back from Las Vegas. Why was I in Las Vegas? I'll tell you about it as the show goes on. I got a lot to tell you about. Good story. Dumb. Dumb stuff. Get ready. Get ready for the stupidity. It's coming, it's coming down hard now. Who's good here, Mike? One? Best show. Hello, this is Bentley from Las Vegas. Who? Bentley from Las Vegas. Bentley like the car. Okay, what's up, Bentley? I'm calling with a Vegas story. Wait, why are you calling with a Vegas story? Because I'm from Vegas, and I heard the topic was Vegas stories. No, that's not the topic. I'm going to tell my story. Oh! I don't want to hear your okay. story. But you know what? Even I'll if... hear your story. Let me hear your story. <laughs> Why, well, actually, I have two. I'll tell the one that involves a celebrity, which is just that I was at a uh, famous bar here in Vegas, the Double Down Saloon, watching my friend do a punk show. When uh, about halfway through the set, uh, there's a big commotion around the door. We look over, and Wee Man of Jackass fame comes running in. Everyone's cheering. Everyone's laughing. Everyone's excited about it. Wee Man then runs straight to the drum set that my friend is playing on and proceeds to urinate all over it. 
for about the next two minutes. Allegedly. And everyone just kind of <laughs> watches that in stunned silence. Yeah, allegedly. I don't know whether that's happening. Allegedly. No, yeah, of course, of course. Allegedly. It could have been somebody else. But then allegedly I also saw Johnny Knoxville come in after that and have some drinks at the bar. Enjoy the rest of the show. All right. And what was the band? The name of the band is The Quitters. Give a quick plug for, for them here in Vegas. The Quitters. Yeah. Well, that's a nice story. It's crazy. Well, crazy. Vegas is great. I can't wait to hear your story about Vegas. I might go home. I, I'm not into this. <laughs> I think you just knocked, you knocked me off target a little bit. Um, I think I'm going to leave. Sorry, Bentley. Well, I, I, <laughs> what can I... I'm going to say no to whatever you said, can I? Now I'm going to say the answer would be no because I hung up on you. 201 3 Three two three four eight four, the number to call the best show. And no, I don't want to hear your Las Vegas story. That's not what I set out to to do. No, I don't want to hear yours. I want you to hear mine. What am I part of the tourism board? Trust me, after I tell this story, I might not be a tourism board. Might not. Uh, be loving the best show. I haven't watched no uh, TV. I saw that the guy, the, uh, what's his name? Bathroom Smasher was doing like a dance routine on TV or something. And then people came and said that he sucks or is that what it was? Is that what it is? What's that guy's name? Lochte. Bathroom Smasher. The pride of the United States of America. Smashing bathrooms from one end of the globe to the next. I guess he's on some dance show. And then he went out and uh, started doing a dance. And then some people just said, like, we don't like you. Is that what it was? They're mad because he smashed a bathroom? Are they from, like, do they work at, like, United Standard or Sloan or something? Were they offended that he smashed bathrooms because they make bathrooms? I look to Mike to give me this the, the lowdown on these things. I don't think he knows uh, so much on this one. bathroom smasher no time for that I might be done with TV all all in I think I'm done I haven't watched TV regularly in almost about a month now of just sitting I don't think I flipped a channel in a month which is fine I don't miss it what do I got to sit there and watch uh, Skip Bayless Got to figure out whether I want to watch Stephen A. Smith or Skip Bale. No, I don't. I'm free. I'm getting free. Cutting the cord. Best show. Hello. Am I on the air? You are. To whom am I speaking? Frederick Nouveau Ridgey. Oh, my goodness. This, for people who uh, uh, are new to the show, 
there's people who, who've called over the years, mm-hmm. and uh, they, 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 there's, there's ones who, who uh, they come and they go, they fade in and they fade out. There's ones who you can, you can set your watch to them. And then it's, uh, but some of them are, are no good. Some of them are just like a bad penny you can't get rid of. But, but then there's other guys. Like this young man who's on the line right now. He's fun. He's funny. He's, he's, he's provocative. Hopefully. He's a char- he's a character, a straight up character. Sure, I can hear the show feeding back over his phone. You can hear that? Yeah, I can. I can get rid of it. Well, you should. Okay. But it's going to get worse before it gets better. Can you live with it? Yeah, all right, Fred. How about if I try to talk over it? Can I do that? No, how about about just shut it off, huh? Just go ahead. All right, all right. I'm going, I'm going. Oh, it's done. I didn't even have to do it. That's why I have a manager. This guy's name is Fredericks. And he lives in Newport Ritchie, Florida, yes, which, which is known for so many things. Newport Ritchie is known uh, for what? What now? What is it known for? Well, we were going to be the Hollywood of the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when did that uh, not happen? Um, when did that not happen? Right Clara before Bow? the Depression. Yeah, the Clara Bow times. Yeah, right. and Gloria Stein. Well, it was not Steinem. Swanson. Gloria Swanson, yeah. She was like, uh, she probably went down there, and there was probably a burning, uh, burning Christmas tree, because they burn Christmas trees down there. Usually, people drag them to their curb, and uh, the town takes care of them. Not in Newport Ritchie, you torch your own Christmas tree. Uh, well, you know, every place has its little clerks, Tom. Yeah, and uh, hey. but but that's what makes that's what makes Newport Ritchie great, mm-hmm. and that's what makes Fredericks great. So. This guy is a—he's a, a straight-up five-star character. You keep saying that character. I mean, in a good way. You're—you're you're an interesting guy. You're an oh, interesting right. guy. You're not just a snooze like uh, like eighty percent of these other people. Where they, uh, I did notice that. Partially inspired me to call. It's like a race to the bottom sometimes here, Fredericks. Well, I don't know the bottom, Tom. It's just a little below halfway, though. Holding. <laughs> so what's up, Fredericks? Well, a bunch of things, because I haven't been able to get in. I've been falling asleep early on Tuesdays. It's been a brutal summer. But I heard a couple shows ago, you came around to the knowledge about Graham Nash. Mm-hmm. It made me grin. Yeah, he's I, the problem. Yes, he's the bad one. When it comes to CSNY, this is when we had director Jeff Fierzig in studio. Yeah, that was and we were talking about uh, we're putting things through the Jeff test, and uh, it was uh, asking him about Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, and Jeff uh, Jeff helped uh, figure out or, or that it was the the problem isn't Crosby, it's not Stills, it's not Young, certainly not, it's Nash mm-hmm. showing up with his fourth rate Paul McCartney. Malarkey, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Obla D, Obla Da level Paul McCartney. Yeah, not Paul's peak, that's for certain. But that's the stuff Graham Nash would be like, I gotta write a song like that. If I could only write something that sounds like Obla D, Obla Da, 
That'd be great, because no one in Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young are doing that. And then he spent the rest of his career trying to do it. Our house. Write that song. Oh, that's a, <laughs> that's one. Oh. Feels you, good on occasion for me, but not often, I that's, must say. That's one that makes you want to, well, makes you probably want to walk into the ocean down there, right? <laughs> it down does. there. Put some, strap some barbells to you, to your chest. <laughs> well, what if you got two cats in your yard right when it's playing? Oh, you know, yeah. it gives you a little tickle sometimes. Yeah. And then you're like, you're listening to that thing. You're just like, yeah. Whose cats I, are those? Yeah, his cat, so he's got two cats in the yard. <laughs> because the song Our House, where it's like, Our house is a very, very, very fine house with two cats in the yard. Yes. Life used to be so hard, but everything is easy. Right? What is it? Everything's easy? Because of you. Because of you. Yes. Well, you're welcome. Hey, I got other questions, though, Tom. So, well, I, well, let me just say, I'm glad you agree that Nash is the problem with Crosby, Stills, Nash. I believe I was the one that first proposed that many moons no, ago. Well, you know, Fredericks sometimes, that is, it's the pain of being a, a trailblazer. Yes. Oh, God, yes. You look back, Anyways. and you look back, and now somebody else is saying your thing, and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember. You know, you know how many times that happens to me, Fredericks? Mm-hmm. All the time. All this, the time. This best show I hear, we do this thing, and next thing I hear a thing a year later, two years later, somewhere else. Like, oh, yeah, I remember when we did that. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. It's sick, it's sick and getting sicker. But what hey. are you going to do? What are you going to do, Frederick? Anyway. So go ahead. Go. I'll offer a few other things to talk about. Are you still doing your podcast? Yes, I am, but not as frequently as I should. I'm down to monthly the last couple months. It's I'm a telling po- you, it's been rough. You've been doing a podcast called Frederick's Mind Thing. Yeah, for about five years now, I think. And you co-hosted with what, your parole officer? <laughs> no, for a while we did a separate thing, which was called Mike's Skype Thing. And I did it with uh, uh, your associate producer. That's right. When when the best show was uh, dark. Yes, and you would you would visit, but you wouldn't talk because you had some sort of I don't know. Maybe you were doing one of those silent retreats for a while, but you would type to us, and we would get. Oh, uh, what did you say? <laughs> What's that guy's name? Klosterman. The Klosterman sounded like to read your words. That's right. There was a guy who sounded like Chuck Klosterman. Yeah, I call him PC Mike. He's got some other name he goes by. But Mike would host this thing, and it was his big attempt at, I think, at stealing the best show away, that if he could get the thing to grow. <laughs> That's not how he pitched it to Well, me. it's, it's prize. I know how the gears turn in his head. Okay. Look, he's going to oh, walk in here. If, if I don't say apmike.bandcamp.com in the next 60 seconds, he's going to walk in here with a yeah, you know, and the thing is now, he's not even going to walk in mad anymore. He just walks in with a puss on his face. <laughs> you know what time yeah, it is. Like his ice cream cone fell. Like he dropped his ice cream <laughs> what cone. What are you going to do about yeah. it? APMike.bandcamp. I don't even know what is up at APMike.bandcamp.com these days. I guess he's got, he's got these masses shirts for sale. And I saw that. Too dark a color for Florida. Oh, you can do it. Right. Tom, I got so many dark colored shirts, I, I, it doesn't stay cold long enough to wear them. I'm reduced to wearing just a white t-shirt, like 
uh, Stanley Kowalski or something. You're, yeah, the Stanley Kowalski of Newport Ritchie. Yeah, well, <laughs> Stella! <laughs> days. Stella! Frederick yelling in the street. Hey, hey, you want to talk about Pokemon? Bacteria? Supernatural right. events? Go ahead, with the, go ahead with the topics you wanted to talk about, Fredericks. All right. You talked about Pokemon a while back. Yeah, once or twice. Yeah. Well, they show up inside of your home. I was not aware of that. I had, like, strangers standing in the bushes outside my house. That mm. didn't bother me too much. Out there with the two cats in the yard. But I had somebody play it in the house, and, and they're in my house. Hold oh, Wait, hold on. This what? Pokemon Go, which is this game where people walk around and they're like trying to find Pokemans yes, when they're and like they're showing up on my table. They put a Pokemon in your house. They put many Pokemon in my house. You're sure you're just not seeing these things? Positive. Like after a, a particular guy after down a, the street, standing at the door, the guy, can I get to do the yard work? He goes, I just caught a, I don't know, some sort of Jujinji or something. I don't know what they are. Now, when you're, when you're sure you're just not hallucinating these Pokemons. <laughs> yes. There's other people there. <laughs> you, should, you might be hallucinating the people also. Well, Tom, that could be true for all of us. All the time. That this all might be a giant hologram? Yeah, and the things don't exist unless you're looking at them. Mm-hmm. And when, when it's kind of like what happens to Gary when he goes off the air. You know how he just falls asleep? He runs out. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you stop looking at people. That's how everything, As soon yeah. as you turn back around, they get animated again and start looking at you. But you I'm wanna, not saying that's what happens. Yeah, but I'm you want to know the thing is, though? You wouldn't know. This is what I think you're doing. I think you're waking up. You're uh, you're putting some of this Bart Simpson blotter acid on your... Uh, <laughs> Scrambled eggs. Okay. Well, I'll have to do then, some research then, into that. That's then lo and behold, me. lo and behold, the Pokemon show up <laughs> like clockwork. On your table. And now You're not talking or anything. You just and, yeah, put now, them in a ball, and I don't know what they do with them after that. And I now think here they come make the them people. Fight. Now here come the people. <laughs> this is what I want to say. With this. also, you you would have had no problem. That there were people in your bushes. No. Except for the fact that they wanted to take a picture of your kitchen table. That's the only reason. That's the only, that's the only flag that went up with you. Not people well, hanging outside your bushes. Face from the neighborhood. It wasn't like a total stranger. I didn't know her name. But I did open the door and I said, Pokemon on. She said, yeah, I just missed it. And so, you know, then she was gone. But yeah, and then the neighborhood kids catching them in my house. It's it's, it's weird. I, but what I think's going on is this is how they're going to get Google Maps inside your house, and you pay a little bit of extra money. They get you in your now they map out your house. Yeah, you know how they do it. Where first you can see the picture from the satellite, then they go down to your street. You Frederick, pay the extra, they'll go right in your house. Fredericks, if they would tell people that we need a picture of what's in your house, people would say you go. You go jump in a lake. <laughs> That's right. All of a sudden they say, hey, uh, there's a Pokemon in there. <laughs> People do, a, it's like a photo session going on in your house now. Right, you think Annie right, Eagle exactly, would Exactly, exactly the point. Right? You think Yes, yeah, so there's Annie, people that I invited in that are doing it, so it's not like I can throw them out. Mm -hmm. I can ask them to please stop. But yeah. Anyway, 
Look, I agree with the issues of privacy and, and personal freedom, but I'll say this. What do you think the government's looking at in Fred in your house? What I do you don't think know. They might be looking. They might. Be, they're probably watching some video right now of a guy arguing with Pokemon's on his <laughs> kitchen table. <laughs> he doesn't even have a smartphone. Yeah, yeah. guy doesn't even have a smartphone. I capture with my flip top. They're just like, wait, this guy's playing Pokemon Go? No, he's not. He just sees these things. Yeah, he's. It's like he's he's playing Pokemon Go in his head. <laughs> <laughs> He's catching them. <laughs> and soon we're going to war. Yeah. All right. Next thing okay, you know, now, yeah, it's like McGilla, we- but you're just meanwhile like arguing with the, like you're like wait McGilla Gorilla he's a Pokemon it's like <laughs> yeah, no you're, you're, just, you're just you're just putting all different cartoon characters cartoon together tray. yeah. I think I got a Rocky. <laughs> anyway. yeah, a Rocky yeah Rocky's not a Pokemon. No I know. So go ahead go ahead what else okay, did you want to say okay. Frederick? Um, they've been putting a lot of ads, you know, it's storm season down here, hurricane season's hitting mm-hmm. its peak. Yeah. And so they've got a lot of these ads for this window film that's supposed to, you know, keep the glass from shattering and flying all over the place, which is decent, you know. And it also, uh, let's see, protects from heat, smash and grab robbery, fading of furniture and carpets, mm-hmm. acts of God, and here it comes. Supernatural events, and I was calling to have you help me determine what so, they mean so by these, supernatural events. This, this, what is it? A coating you can put on the glass? Yeah, yeah. Solar security, window film, and it stops people from. It it can stop people from breaking in, doing a smash and grab, but it can also stop. I picture you as one of the guys in one of those smash and grab commercials. <laughs> Not if they got solar security, Tom. There's no work there. Because they got this other commercial where it's like this fake doorbell where it's like you ring it and it's like somebody's like like they want to pretend you're home. Like you can answer the fake doorbell. Yes, I heard about that. Like it'll ring and then suddenly you're out and about and it rings. Somebody's at your front door. You can look and see that they, they look like some sleaze on your porch. Right. And then you go. Uh, yeah, I'm busy right now. I can't come to the front door. Yeah. And then in the commercial, the people go, oh, okay. But yeah. But in, in real life, you would hear yourself bleeding through on the other thing. It's like, wait, you're not in your house. <laughs> you're definitely not. It sounds. It seems like a worse situation because now you're saying, oh, you're definitely not home. Like, I wasn't... <laughs> If if you answered the thing and you and I and, and if you didn't answer your doorbell, you still might be in there. Right, sleeping now, or whatever, yeah, or yeah, deaf exactly. or whatever. Now I heard your thing. Now I know you're not in right, there. Right, and you sounded like you were talking out of a cheap transistor radio. Yeah. yeah. Hi everybody, Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new office hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Yeah. Right? Wow. 
So this glass, this treated glass, because I picture you being one of these guys, like you'd be somebody's in one of these commercials, like, don't let this guy get in your house. You'd be like, <laughs> you'd be like, hey, I'm, I'm looking for a Pokemon. <laughs> you'd be on their front porch. Hey, I'm looking for, hello. Hey, I'm looking for, my name's Fredericks. I'm looking for, I heard there's a Pokemon here. It showed up on the phone in my head. And they'd be like, oh, no, I'm, I'm bathing the kids right now. I can't come down. So, so, but you're not one of those guys. But let's say this treated glass, this treated glass thing, it, it says it stops people from breaking in, but it also stops supernatural events. And it doesn't give any specifics on what constitutes no, a No, it ties it together with an and to acts of God, but... So there's like there's acts of God, and this is the first time I've ever seen supernatural events included in that. Like, what are they talking about? Like, what, a zombie yeah, attack? I don't know. Unless it's an act of a supernatural being besides God, which is going to add a great deal of complexity to the so afterlife. So it's a ghost? I don't know. A what other what thing would, it be? would be supernatural? Chupacabra? Yeah, oh, right. I, I don't know. We haven't studied it closely enough. Right? What's it stopping you from? A, a, a White Walker? <laughs> right? Yeah, or a shadow person. What, are you putting this stuff on George Norrie's house? I don't know. Maybe that's who I should have called for this one. Yeah, George Snorri's more like it. Yeah. Bring back Art Bell. I do, Hashtag miss Hashtag bring back Art Bell. I'm with you on that one, Tom. I'll sign the petition. Send it my way. Yeah, we're going to send you down Fred, uh, Mel's Hole. We're sending <laughs> Fredericks down Mel's Hole. Okay, and I got one more to finish up so what the call, so this is, So this is what? This is Fre Fredericks Checklist. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Well, it's piled up, Tom. There's well, more on it. I'm I love just it. picking the good stuff. I'll say this again, Fredericks. I love it. You're, oh, one of the all -time, you're one of my all-time favorite callers Oh, that's the best so show. That's why I call, I guess. No, that's not true. You'd call if I couldn't stand you also. Well, depending on how you reacted, you're right. You've got a crank. You've got a crank vibe. I'm not saying I don't, <laughs> but I can. I think I can spot it. You've got a certain <laughs> amount of thing that you dig in. This guy doesn't like me. I'm going to do my own thing. That's his problem if he doesn't like me. <laughs> so, okay. So go ahead. Right. I could only imagine what it's like. Do you bug people at town hall? Are you one of those guys? Uh, I, yeah, I, I'm known to speak to politicians. Oh, no. Here yeah, comes, are, they like look, the editor. are they looking out the window? Here comes Fredericks. Well, I don't know. They, they, they know when I pulled in. Right? When it just pulls suddenly? <laughs> yeah. It's like the theme from Sanford and Son yeah, starts playing. But, but then they're always, you know, uh, well, he's not here right now, you know, even yeah. though you could see his truck is in the... Yeah. Here comes Fredericks. Yeah. Here, here comes Fredericks. <laughs> bum bum banet. Bum bum banet. Dun, 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 dun. Bum, I know bum, that song from somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's Sanford and Son. Oh yeah. Yeah. I do remember that one. That was pretty good. Yeah. So that's what it's like when you pull in. <laughs> yeah, well, it's true. It's town yeah. Hall. It's not the Munsters. Yeah, we're closed today. <laughs> what theme do you think plays when when you pull in? Is it? Or is it? Well, that probably yeah, that is a tough call. Or are they hearing like you just said? I 
right? Yeah, you said the monsters. You don't remember? Oh, you're right. Yep. Oh boy, the the the, the cycles are getting shorter and shorter. <laughs> you actually said uh, I, I said I that. I don't want to talk about bacteria. Yeah, you, you said keep you said it forty seconds. These trails. You said it forty seconds ago, Fredericks. <laughs> you said the monsters. <laughs> Right, I got it. I didn't recognize this song right away. Right. So what do you want to say? What's the thing now? Go ahead. No, Final thing on your hand dryers. List. I know you have concerns about them. And there was a 2014 study that talked about the jet, the warm air, and the paper towels. And they measured airborne bacteria. Well, I'm going to guess right now. Let me guess. So it's, it's between. And let me just say this also, Fredericks. Okay. What you're doing right now. Yes. What Mike should be doing every bleeping week on this thing. Coming oh, in with you? fun topics and, hey Tom, oh. guess which one is the most air, no, I got this, this, and no offense to you, I got this weirdo down in Florida is calling up with <laughs> yeah, these yeah, things. No offense taken. <laughs> I'm a weirdo in New Jersey. I'm weird. Yeah, I'm I weird. Know. I never I said know. I'm not weird. But this is what Mike should be doing. Calling up, calling up, no. But with with to- fun topics and stuff, take a li- t- take notes on this, Mike. Take notes. Well, he did used to lay down during the Skype thing and then only get up when he was interested. Oh, I no, don't that's, know. that's how it is with him now. I don't want to get it, down. That's on how it is with little Lord Fauntleroy. <laughs> you know, when the when the when the mood strikes him, then he's engaged. He, he, he hears apmike.bandcamp.com. Now you got his attention. Yeah, yeah. It was the same with me about after six months or so. Yeah, suddenly it's like, what are you doing for Like, what are you doing for him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to watch the game a little bit, but I'll be listening. And if you guys talk about anything interesting, I'll join in. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. Him as Mets games. Watching yeah, Mets. I think you described him as a prima donna. So, so let me see if I guess it's paper towels versus jet, air. warm air, and paper towels. Because there's the ones that just blow the air out of like the out of like the 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 horn. Yeah, the bent elbow sort of. Then thing. Yeah. then there's the other one that's like playing Operation with your fingers. <laughs> that's right. I'm gonna guess this. Go ahead. Paper towel eliminates the most germs. Then the other two, I don't even know which one's worse than that. Because think about it, the one you get the germs all over your shoes. Mm-hmm. It just blows wet germ water on your feet. Yeah. Oh, they talk about that. When they call them bugs, you can get splattered mm-hmm. by the bugs from yeah. other people's hands. Yeah, of course. You step in them. And you're tracking them over. You bring them right in your house because you stepped in germ water. Came off somebody else's grimy hands. Which one is it, Fredericks? Paper towels are best. Yeah, look, it's environmentally the worst. I know that. Yes. But if we're trying to fight germs, then it's the, it's the most effective to fight germs. Correct. And those jet air ones have four and a half times higher amount of germ counts in their surrounding areas. So that one where you're lowering your hands into it? Yeah, goes, that's the one I was thinking of. And then it goes like, down into that little thing. And where's that air go? It just swirls around and goes right up your nose. Yeah, you're telling me it's not blasting germs right back at you? Yeah. And it's also... Now I'm bumping my fingers against this thing because I'm trying to do it. It's like I'm trying to dismantle a bomb. <laughs> Put my hand in that thing. Oh, Fredericks, you're the best. You really <laughs> well, thank are. Thank you, Thomas. I'll try to call you. Call anytime, anytime you want, buddy. Anytime. 
All right. Take care right. and have a good show. Oh, well, thank you. I All already right. am because of you. Uh, I was hoping that Thanks, would be Fred. the case. Right, well, it is. <laughs> All right. Care. Bye. A good guy. Good guy, right, Mike? You like him? Except for what? Mike says uh, he considers him a friend. I, I think that's great. I, I like Fredericks. I would consider Fredericks a friend. Uh, Besho, welcome. Hi, Tom. This is Sam from Juneau, Alaska. I'm currently on the Las Vegas Strip. Sam from Juneau, Alaska. What's up, Sam? Well, I'm just here staring across the strip at a senior frog and a giant pirate ship. I thought I'd give you a call. Okay. Well, 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 what's near? So, which which casinos near Senior Frogs? Treasure Island. Mm, that side of town, huh? Where did you stay? I was all over the place, man. Yeah. Yeah. All over the place. You're gonna did gamble? you go to the old part of town where they have the zip line? I did not. I I, okay. I, I, uh, I was with people who did do that. I did not do that. Okay. Did you do the zip line? I didn't know. I took a bus there and uh, kind of having a place is a little terrifying and it's having a long day and I sat in a pool of urine on the bus. Okay. Yeah. No more seats available? No, there was just one seat and I sat down and I was a pool of urine and the guy next to me said, I was going to warn you about that. Yeah, he was going to, right? Yeah. They didn't get to it. <laughs> Very right? useful. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guy. Thanks. Yeah. Quick draw McGraw over there, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See how many of these uh, characters I mentioned? Magilla Gorilla, Quick Draw McGraw. How many How many more characters that no one liked that are cartoons but just were there and you had no choice? They were just there. So many. Yeah. So many. I was talking mm-hmm. to my friend Marsha, right, who does mm-hmm. the – who does the – does the the, the – um, the mailings and, and, and so much of the web stuff for so many years with the show. Sure, uh, yeah. And she uh, she came up with a great uh, topic. We're going to do uh, the, uh, I'm going to call it the Blowhard 100. Uh-huh. What do you think about that, Mike? The Blowhard 100. Just every kind of pompous windbag. Yeah, there's a lot of them around here. Yeah. Seem to be. So what brought yeah. you to Vegas? Well, I was coming down from Alaska, and I, a couple of friends from college said they wanted to go, and I I just kind of jumped right in, you know? I didn't realize it was going to be kind of like a depraved Disney World. Um, yeah, a depraved Disney World. It's a good way of yeah. putting it. Mm-hmm. Are you gambling? Um, Are you gambling? Yeah, I spent $100. Did, did you? So you lost? Yeah, I lost. I just got, I got uh, pulled in by the... Uh, the bright slot machines, the sillier ones. Which one got you? Which slot machine got you? I played a little bit on the Sex in the City slot machine, and then uh, I played uh, uh, Zeus, the Zeus machine. Zeus? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should have done what I did, bro. House of Cards. Yeah. <laughs> All day, every day. House of Cards slot favorite? machine. House of Cards. That's what I did. Oh, uh, okay. The House of Cards slot machine. Tell me you mm-hmm. play slot machines, get Kevin Spacey's face showing up on that thing. Did you win? Yeah, I did. I won big. <laughs> really? How yeah. big? How big? Eh, not that big. A couple hundred. Okay. A couple hundred bucks. 
Okay, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's better than losing a couple hundred. Definitely is. Yeah. I wish I could have said the same thing. Yeah. Well, look, buddy. Be safe there. Watch, watch where you're stepping. I will. Be careful. And okay, uh, and so. uh, go back to Juneau, Alaska, and tell everybody uh, about uh, what what Las Vegas was like. Will do. Thanks, Tom. Right. When do you go back? Mm-hmm. To, what's it like living in Juneau, Alaska? Well, that's an interesting place to live. There's no road there. You have to get on a boat to go there. Um, there's a lot of beautiful things. It's in a it's in a, a giant rainforest. Kind of looks like uh, uh, Endor from Star Wars. Kinda. Okay. Yeah. So does the do you ever just get numb to the beauty of the place? Yeah, I was starting to feel that way a little bit, so that's why I kind of embarked on a bit of a road trip. Yeah, and you'll go back, you'll be like, oh, I missed you trees. Oh, there you <laughs> yeah. are. Right. Yeah, I mean, the senior frogs is beautiful, I guess, but I, not, not as nice as the trees. Look, senior frogs anywhere. <laughs> if you If you're at the senior frogs anywhere on the planet, you're in the uh-huh. wrong place in the place you're at. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah. So go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Get out of senior frogs. Okay, I will. All right. You be safe, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Tom. Right. Nice guy. Nice guy. My friends. My friends. My friends. Right now. Right now. Right now, it is time to play fantasy football. Blah blah bleep boop. DraftKings.com. Right? Hey, everybody. Football is back, and to celebrate, DraftKings is hosting another. Free fantasy contest this weekend, $100,000 in total prizes is up for grabs. No deposit required, you heard right, none. So this is what you do, you put your fantasy knowledge to the test for free to win your share of hundred grand this weekend over at DraftKings.com. DraftKings is the Destination for one-week fantasy football, no season-long commitments. You play when you want, with the players you want. Just pick your contest, draft your players, and follow your team live. Renew old rivalries with friends to prove you're the superior GM. Or try the 50-50 contests where the top half of all entries win cash. So whether you're a one-week fantasy rookie or a grizzled vet, DraftKings offers fun, fair, free contests for you all season-long. This is what you do. Hurry over to DraftKings.com right now. Use, wait, what code? Come on. Use the code SOLID. SOLID. Fine. Hurry to DraftKings.com right now. Use code SOLID and play free in this weekend's $100,000 fantasy contest. This contest is free. No deposit required, so there's no reason not to play. Again, use promo code SOLID and play for free for your share of a hundred grand this weekend. Only at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. Eligibility restrictions may apply. See website for details. Solid.
No, use offer code BEST. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I gotta read this dumb thing again. Football's back and to celebrate DraftKings is hosting another free fantasy contest this weekend. $100,000 in total prizes up for grabs. No deposit required. You heard that right. None. So put your fantasy knowledge to the test for free to win your share of a hundred grand this weekend at DraftKings.com. DraftKings is the destination for one week fantasy football. No season long commitments. Play when you want with the players you want. Pick your contest. Draft your players. Follow your team live. Renew old rivalries with friends to prove you're the superior GM or try 50-50 contests where the top half of all entries win cash. Whether you're a one year fantasy rookie or a grizzled vet, DraftKings offers fun, fair, free contests for you all season long. So hurry to DraftKings.com now. Use code BEST. And play for free in this weekend's $100,000 fantasy contest. The contest is free. No deposit required as there's no reason not to, there's no reason not to play. Again, use promo code BEST and play for free for your share of a hundred grand this weekend only at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com eligibility restrictions may apply. See website for details. Solid. Oh, I'm going to, let me tell you guys, I might go start my own website right now to tell you all about how I feel about this solid thing. And if, when I do, I'm going to go to Squarespace to start it. Tonight's episode of the best show is sponsored by Squarespace. You make things you have a passion you have interests you need to get your stuff online you don't know how to build websites it's not your thing your thing is doing the thing you do so you want to make it as painless as possible so what you do whether you need that landing page people can just go to or a beautiful gallery or professional blog or an online store all of that is included with your squarespace website it's easy uh to build that website the uh the uh software is simple and intuitive. You can add and arrange your content and content and features with the mere click of a mouse. Free custom domain. Uh makes it so, it makes it so simple to get that too. If you sign up for a year, you get a custom domain for free for a year. And the uh the customer support 24/7. Every member of the customer care team is an experienced Squarespace user. Working in a Squarespace office, so no matter how technical your problem or trivial-seeming your question may be, one of the team is always online to assist you. So what you do, my friend, start that free trial today over at Squarespace.com and enter offer code BESTSHOW to get 10% off your first purchase. That is... Squarespace.com, enter offer code BESTSHOW and get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, build your website, bruh. Oh, yeah, and I forgot. Fantasy Sports, bruh. What website is, what podcast is solid? God knows. I'm 
God only knows, right? I read that Mike Love book. I finished the Mike Love book. Remember last week I was saying like, yeah, Mike Love was there. He was that. He was like, eh, we can go. We can go after Mike Love. That book it was like being trapped in his head. Reading that book it really was. It was like it was like uh, th- this Mike Love book. It's it's look. I had a great time reading it. I enjoyed I enjoyed this him telling the story. But it really is like being John Malkovich, except being Mike Love. Stuck in Mike Love's head with him telling the story of the of the Beach Boys. Good book, though. I think people are going to like it. It's, I think it's what's it called? Good Vibrations. Let me look this up. This Mike Love book. Is that it? Good Vibrations. The Mike Love. Uh, Mike Love telling uh, the the book comes out end of September. He talks about baseball caps. He talks about them. He talks about when he shifted to a hat. That he couldn't, uh, his hair was thinning. He started slapping hats on his head. What? The book came out today. So you can go get your copy of Mike Love's book, Good Vibrations. But it really is, uh, the stuff he brags about in it, it's like, this is not stuff to like brag about that you're, you did a deal with Sunkist for the soda. That really, it's really what you're going to, you're going to flaunt in everyone's face. Beach Boys were the first band to do real merchandising and real company sponsors. It's like, okay. Did you write any songs, Mike? No, you wrote words. Why can't I write? I would write lyrics with somebody in a second. That's the easiest gig in the world. If there's anybody, and I'm not talking, I don't want, I want some like, if some heavy hitters out there listen, I know I got heavy hitters listening to this show. You want lyrics? That's something I can make some cash off of, right? I'll write some commercial lyrics. Right? Trying to keep the good times going, baby. Like, I don't care how the melody goes. I'll write, like, party lyrics. I did it with Come On Y'all, It's Time to Have Fun. It was good enough for Google to steal it. Let me get somebody who can actually write some songs. I'll slap some, some, some dumb party lyrics on them. Right? This guy's like bragging. We used to do, you know, then he talks all about making a Kokomo. You think, you think he was, uh, you think he was doing the Sistine Chapel. This Kokomo came together. The song Kokomo. Like, there's like 16 people wrote the song Kokomo. And he's like super competitive with Brian Wilson all the time, but he's always like, I love Brian. Brian's my cousin. He's, it's like, then we put our thing out and it did well and then his thing bombed. It's like, yeah, your thing was trash though. Kokomo. You really, you're gonna, you're gonna put Kokomo forth as if that's something that like, 
people should be like, hey, do you hear about Co? Like, it's Kokomo. It's the, the Beach Boys' next great song. No, it's a popular song. Because what? Cause they played it on Full House. But check the book out. Mike Love book. Check it out. Best show. Mike Love. Yeah, Mike Love. His book. I, he's, he's my favorite Beach Boy. Mike, Mike Love is your favorite Beach Boy? He's the best Beach Boy. He, oh, I don't know if he's the best Beach Boy. Oh, he certainly is. Certainly wears a baseball cap the best. Well, that, he definitely, he definitely has a monopoly on that in the Beach Boys. Although I think Bruce Johnston wears a few caps these days. He wears a good cap too. So, you go see the Beach, they, at this point, right. they have more in common with people wearing caps than with surfing. They do. They should, they should change their name to the Cat Men. The Cap Chaps. The Cap Chaps is really good. Although, the Cap Chaps kind of makes it sound like they're, they're English, like the Buckinghams. That's true. Who so I guess weren't English either. I don't think they were, but what they could have songs about like shopping for caps. I think so. Hey, is it true that like three of the Buckinghams were involved in a chainsaw murder? Uh, the band that did kind of a drag. Yes. I don't think I don't think that's true. I've never heard that. I think it is true, and I think they also did the the soundtrack to. Um, to um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That the the Buckinghams did the soundtrack? I think so, To the yes. original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They did. Hey, and speaking of, of soundtracks... Yeah? I saw Sully last night. Oh, really? How was it? It was pretty good. He, he nails the mustache, that's for sure. The, the the movie about the guy who landed the plane on the Hudson, Sully. Sully. Exactly. Sully yeah. Sullenberger. Yeah. Clint Eastwood did uh he he wrote uh I think a title song for the for the film. I was surprised to see that. I did not know that. Yeah. And um I, my big disappointment What's that? Was that it didn't touch at all on the Sullenators. On the what? The Sullenators, Sully's band. Kind of kind of a doom doom metal band. A little bit of dark thrash in there too. With Sully. Oh, yeah, yeah. The pilot. Yes. He's in one of those bands? Uh, he leads a band. The Sullenators. Yeah, you Sulla dummy. Uh, you know what? I, you Sulla dummy. Wait, no, wait. I, Sulla, yeah. I what? definitely am a Sulla dummy. I did not you know are. about Say it again. This. Say it as fast as you can. I am definitely not a Sulla dummy. Can you do it? Can you, can you do... Can you do it as, oh man, you're so good at those impersonations. How about, um, oh my god. What about, could you do Mickey Dolan's doing it? Meh. Meh. Sulla dummy. Or no, he'd probably go like, you dirty rat, you call me a Sulla dummy, right? You, you dirty rat. Yeah, do it see, like you call said, me a Sully dummy. Do, that's perfect, but do it. Do it more like someone's holding you back while you do it. No, yeah, see, you solid dummy, like that. Hey, can you put Mike on? Mike, AP Mike. Yes. You seriously want to talk to AP Mike? I do. Yeah, yeah. Mike, this caller wants to talk. I didn't even get this guy's name. Oh, it's Rick from Newbridge. Rick from Newbridge. 
Okay. Mike's here. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Good. When he was, when he was doing that Mickey Dolan's thing, yeah. he was playing an episode of The Monkees, wasn't he? Uh, maybe if you uh, ask him to do it again. I'm in the studio now. Okay, do it again. Yeah, see, you solid dummy. See, that's not even very good. Oh, it sounds just like it. Does he have it on his phone or something? No, I actually saw his lips moving that time. Oh my god, I tip my I, I tip my wool cap to you. You know, it was it was fifty years ago yesterday that the that the monkeys premiered. Yes, it happened then, and. Fifty years later, here we are. Oh wow, that's really uh, that's really a lid blower you got going there. Oh, well, I'm sorry I didn't have a, a, a soliloquy prepared to talk about the 50 year anniversary of the air date of the monkeys. Look, I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. If I wasn't about to, if I wasn't about to get mugged by a a gaggle of little people, I'd come over there and kick your ass. All right. Hey, you guys, wait. Hello? He just got mugged. Okay. Rick? Oh, that they're hung up. Sorry, Rick. It happens. Sorry to have my monkeys tribute worked out uh, to Rick's liking. Best show. Hello? Hello? Hi. Hi. Uh, uh, it's, uh, Devlin from Philly. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Devlin. What's up with you? Uh, not much. I, I heard you wanted to, uh, talk about Vegas, so I, I thought, um, a pretty good prelude to that would be, uh, Hunter S. Thompson, pretty much like, you know. I didn't want to talk about Vegas. I don't know where you heard that. I'm going to talk about me going to Las Vegas. I'm not looking for everybody else's story. Okay. Why you have a Hunter Thompson story? I just I just wanted to talk about him in general as a concept. All right, go ahead. Um, I just really think that it's one of the funniest books ever written for me, and most ridiculous books. Uh, Which one? I uh, fear and loathing in Las Vegas. I think. Okay. Uh, um. Now what is that? What? That book. Oh, um, that's like Hunter Thompson's like semi-fictitious uh, journey through Las Vegas. Ah. Uh, the one with the movie with uh, Johnny Depp and who directed it? Uh, good one. That guy from Monty Python? Ah, the master. Yeah. John um, Cleese. What's his name? John Cleese? Yeah. No, no, no. The guy who... Terry, like Terry... The, car- the cartoon. Yeah, Terry. Yeah, Terry. Terry Jones. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. The master, Terry Jones. Yeah. Uh, uh, I just thought it was like a... Uh, a what? Sorry, a sorry. What are you doing there? You're, you're, you're sidetracked. You're getting sidetracked, buddy. Yeah, my cat is being very strange. Wait, what, let's talk about that. What's going on with your cat? She uh, is acting. She 
bit me a couple times. Your cat bit you just now? Yeah. Is your cat the biting type? No, and then she just ran away. Like chomped you? Just like straight up came out of nowhere and chomped you? No, she was just sitting on my lap, happy as could be, just mm-hmm. bit me and sort of ran away. Yeah, you're probably giving off bad pheromones. Yeah. Calling this shit, probably nervous. Now. You're probably nervous calling this in. Your, your cat uh, picked up on some weird fear and it chomped you. Yeah. Yeah. You, she, uh, you need to show that cat who's boss of the house now. Yeah, she got fed twice today, too. Accidentally double fed her, and she's still doing this. How'd you accidentally double feed your cat? Well, uh, I get home from work, I mm-hmm. feed that cat, and then I make my own dinner, mm-hmm. eat my dinner, forgot how to feed the cat, and fed the cat again. And what are you feeding this cat? Um, Moist? Real nice stuff. Meow mix? No, no. You ever try like, meow mix yourself? No. I no, smelled it too close one time and I was like, oof. You've never, I don't know if I can feed my cat this anymore. You never put meow mix in your own mouth. I don't believe that for a second. Never. I tried dog treats though. There we go. So what was that like? Which dog treats? That that fake bacon one? Snossages? Yeah, yeah. You, uh, you ate, how many of these snossages did you eat? I don't know. Like, uh, I was like, I was very young, so people would just ask me to do eat things, and I, that's what I would do. Uh huh. So you were that guy. Yeah, that couple rocks, ants, stunt man, right? You did the stunts. Yes, always the first one to do it. Yeah, you finding that? You getting that approval from other places in your life now? I hope. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or, or are you just doing an adult version of of that now? Um, a little, little bit of both. Column A, little column B. Yeah, that's how it is with most people. I'm not even. I'm not saying the judgy way either. Yeah. Look, I come here every Tuesday night. Right? Who am I to judge? Yeah, yeah. Who am I to judge? I come here every Tuesday night to to tap dance, <laughs> a tap dance for three hours. I hope, I hope people uh, throw flowers at me when I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Wow, this is weird. Yeah, thanks for the call, buddy. Best show. Hi. Hello? Hello, yes. Hi, uh, this is Matt from Waltham, Mass. How are you doing? Matt from Waltham, Massachusetts. What's up in Waltham, Mass tonight? Not a ton. It's quiet and uh, nice fall weather seems to be here for the evening, so the windows are open, finally comfortable. Got those windows up and shut the air conditioning off. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. So what's going on, Matt? Uh, I have a Las Vegas story for you. <sighs> Go ahead. Okay. I didn't want Las Vegas stories. I wanted to tell mine. I'm sorry. But tell yours now. What if yours is better than mine? I, I hope it isn't in that case. No, go ahead. Let's hear it. Uh, a couple of years ago, my work sent me to Las Vegas for a. Uh, this for a is already show. better than mine. <laughs> and uh, so I put us up in a hotel, and it was like Monday through Thursday, and they said, "Hey, we can fly it back Thursday night, or if you want to stay for the weekend, we can fly it back on Sunday. No big deal. Fetch the same price." Yeah. So 
so a buddy and I decided to stay there through Sunday, mm-hmm. and uh, we didn't have much money, so we just decided to get the cheapest hotel we could, which it was the Circus Circus. Yes. Which, my God, is that place a mess? So we get in there, we check in, we realize we made a terrible mistake as soon as we checked in, just by walking the floor and having parents just chain smoking cigarettes with their kids standing by them as they're stopping the place. Phone's locked breaking every five up. Minutes. Your phone's breaking up a little um, bit. I'm sorry. Is it any better? A little better. Yeah, a little better. So anyways, we should It's worse. Get off my phone. So anyway, next week, best show. Should have a good one. Chris Gethard will be in studio waiting to see about uh, confirmation on, on a second uh, second guest. If it all shapes up, that's uh, next week's going to be one for the ages. If it all shapes up. Wait, what's this folded piece of paper? Hold on, what is this? Hold on. Oh, it says in at apmike.bandcamp.com. Oh, give me a break. Yeah, he's got his shirts up there. Masses shirts. And the Gort shirts over at stereolaughs.com. Stereolaughs.com. L-A-F-F-S dot com. The Gort shirts. We have them in stock. We're not printing anymore. They're going to be gone. When they're gone, they're gone. Now, with the Gort shirts, when they're gone, they're gone. If you want a Gort shirt, you better order it. Stereolaughs.com. And you order other stuff too. We got posters, other shirts, all sorts of stuff up there. So, I went to Las Vegas on Friday and just got back tonight. What brought me there? My friend Jason bought tickets for a benefit there. Big benefit uh, show happened last night. Who was at the show? We'll get there. We'll get there. But yeah, I have a, I have a weird uh, uh, relationship with, with Las Vegas. I've been there a bunch of times. And it's super fun. And then suddenly, it stops being fun. It's like a light switch gets thrown. And it's the opposite of fun. All of a sudden. Yeah. It's a rough place, man. When it goes south, oh, brother, run for the hills. But it's fun up until it's nothing resembling fun. Three days might be the capper on Las Vegas. Three days. Spent four days there in, uh, about six years ago. It was the, uh, Matador 21st, uh, Matador 21 concerts. I was there, I, uh, 
we were uh, John Worcester and I were co-hosting one of the nights, emceeing one of the nights. And yeah, four days, spent four days in it without leaving the casino. Not a great idea. I don't recommend that. Leave the, leave the casino. So yeah, so, so Jason, you know, Jason, Mike, you know, Jason, right? Which Jason stay? Yeah. Jason Statham. Which Jason do you think I'm talking about? Oh, that that's right. There are two Jasons. But the one is still here. I think I would have said Dudio. He's not even legally Jason anymore. It's legally Dudio. It's like Prince. His name's Dudio now. No, Jason Walliner. He got these tickets to this benefit that he had seen a show performed by the orchestrator of the benefit. He saw his show and was like, I bought tickets for his benefit, which is going to be this all-star extravaganza. And then started naming the cast list. And it's like, yeah, I'll go to Las Vegas for that. That, I ha- that has to be seen. And it's like when you're even flying there, it's like you can already feel people getting into like animal mode. Like they know they're going to act like animals. And you can just feel the energy kind of bubbling under the surface. Like they're not doing it yet. But you know that they're going to get there pretty fast. So you get there. Beautiful, hot, flat, deserty, sandy. It's awesome. Really nice. And it's a spectacle. The place is a ridiculous spectacle. I, I, I do love it until I don't love it. Speaking of love, saw I saw that Beatles show, Love. It's, it's actually the second time I saw this thing. It's amazing. Look, it's dumb. Is it dumb? Yeah, it's really dumb. In spots, stupid. It has all the characters like being the characters from Beatles songs. But it's Cirque du Soleil and they're like bouncing on wires, flying through the air and they did that thing where they turn the whole room because it's a theater in the round and it becomes, there's like these kids on a bed in the middle of the room and then these sheets get pulled off of the bed from every angle and goes up partway through the audience even is under the sheet and they turn that whole room into an ocean. It's literally an ocean with this bed stuck at the middle of it. And the music playing on that is uh within you, without you. I'll say this about this Beatles thing. Sergeant Pepper, this is the best use of Sergeant Pepper is doing it with this show. That makes me like Sergeant Pepper when you hear those songs, which I don't care for, on their own. When they're the like accompaniment for something ridiculous and over the top, it's like, yeah, okay. This is amazing. These songs sound awesome. And the show is so over 
stimulating. There's so many stunts and talented dancers and wire people and this and that and just... It is. You cannot believe what you're seeing and it never stops. It keeps getting topped one after the other. To where, partway through the show... Partway through the show, there's there's like... These guys do, they do these, like, they're on, on uh, rollerblades to the song Help. And they're doing these, like, rollerblade skating things you've never seen, like, before. But then it's only a half or a third of the way into the show. You forget about it. That these guys, that would have been the most impressive thing you've ever seen if you saw just that. But you also, right after it is people flying around on wires and you're just like oh I forgot about the guys on the skates you go out on the streets in Las Vegas that's nuts it's bonkers people walking around open drinks just out in the open just down the street holding booze and you just see so many people like Straight up wrecked, like leaning against like buildings, oh, oh, like hunched over, head between their legs, hanging on. It's like it's ten o'clock at night, and you're ruined already. What are you gonna do? It's still this is the beginning. Got my picture taken with a couple uh, mascots on the street of Pikachu. Yeah, it's ridiculous to walk those streets. Every every type of, of maniac and mutant is out on patrol. And like that caller talked about, Circus Circus, I went to Circus Circus the next day. That's where fear and loathing took place. That was the first hotel they went to. Was to uh, in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Circus Circus was the first one he went to. I don't know if he played a Ted slot machine like I did. A slot machine that pays tribute to the movie Ted. And yeah, it's one of those things when, uh, it's one of these things when you're playing this, te- I'm, uh, look, I, I've ripped on S- Seth MacFarlane enough. We think I'm going to win. I, c- karmically, there's no way for me to win on a Ted machine. And you got the bears dancing. It's just like. Yeah, I'm still sitting there playing it. I love those slot machines that have like movie. They're like movies. This House of Cards slot machine. I played this thing all all weekend long. And you go to this House of Cards slot machine based on the hit Netflix series. This thing, it's like you put the money in and suddenly it's like 
then like F- Frank Underwood says like, well, I admire a man who likes to, or not man, like they don't know who's putting on. Like, I admire someone who likes to put their money where their mouth is. Like he's doing the Foghorn Leghorn character. But yeah, that and the. Can't do the uh, the the Sex in the City machine. I lost on that. I think I'm all about House of Cards now. There's a point if you get like a bonus, it's like him behind the White House desk. He like punches it, like poof, and then like you get a bonus, the reverberation from him punching it. Yeah. You gotta get a Stranger Things slot machine going. Right? Everybody playing, I gotta, I gotta get Barb! They'd be playing it. Yeah. What, what did you win? Cause you got the, the Barb uh, progressive thing. Oh, dollar fifty. Yeah. Come on everybody, get past Barb. How many times I gotta say it? So at Circus Circus, they also had this amazing restaurant. You like good restaurants, right, Mike? You like a fine restaurant? Well, if you ever find yourself in Las Vegas and you're looking for like a a five-star meal, I I would recommend you probably go to uh, a place called uh, Tatuado, Eat, Drink, Party. Oh, no, I didn't get the title right. It's Vince Neal's Tatuado. Vince Neal's Restaurant. Let me find the menu on this thing. It was like... It was like the food equivalent of Vince Neal. Terrible. And you know what the big selling? You know you go to certain places and they'll just be like, oh, we're known for this. And we're known for that. At Vince Neal's uh, Eat, Drink, Party uh, restaurant, they're known for, for uh, the, the hanging toilet that they fill with alcohol. It's literally, I think, 40 ounces of alcohol in a toilet-shaped contain a dis- like a toilet shaped cup that you can actually like wear on a strap around your neck and i guess walk around whatever casino it is with a toilet that says Vince Neil eat drink party and his name's on is it like is there not a point where he's just like Hey man, maybe I don't want my name on a toilet. Like, I already got it bad enough. People already think I'm terrible. Now I'm gonna just, I'm just giving them ammo at this point. I'm putting a, my name on a toilet. Forty ounce filled with alcohol. toilet 
And the place is loaded with like Vince Neil memorabilia, Motley Crue stuff. Like his stage costumes and photos of him with like things he probably doesn't have anymore. Like that like him with like a like a race car. It's like yeah, he doesn't have that race car anymore. I'm looking at Twitter. Please tell me the toilets were... Yeah, the Vince Neil toilets real. What do you think? I'd make that up? I couldn't come up with that. On my best day, I couldn't dream up the idea of a Vince Neil toilet uh, uh, filled with alcohol. And the kicker is they were out of them. We asked. Yeah, so... And now when you see a place like that, you're just like, oh, this is Las Vegas, where anyone with any sort of name that is anything, that's that's considered value, even if it's just like, yeah, this is a place that we're going to sell mozzarella sticks in, and uh, I don't know what we're doing here slapping uh, Vince Neil's name on. It's like, hey, he's someone. People know. Is he synonymous with quality of food or even just quality? No, not at all. He's synonymous with trash. Fourth-rate metal band. Vince Neil. Look, him. They were just wearing waitress things. They weren't wearing anything special. Mike wants to know what the waitresses were wearing. No, they were, they were not wearing... Uh, they were not dressed like they were on the cover of Shout of the Devil. They probably don't know who Vince Neil is. And there's like a booth. There was one booth like roped to the side. It said like, for, to, for VN, like his private. Like when he rolls in. You know, one, one of the servers would be like, wait, that's Vince Neil? That sloppy dude who just... Keeps ordering potato skins and uh, the the hanging toilet. Keeps ordering hanging toilets and uh, and uh, loaded nachos. No, the, I don't know. He's not friends with Nicholas Cage. They had a showdown. Mike, come on, tighten it up. Tighten it up, Mike. Circus Circus has like a, a actual like basically like an amusement park in it and I went on a roller a roller coaster in it. I ain't been on no roller coaster in a million years. Oh boy. This thing literally went upside down. It was called El Loco. And there's a stretch where I was literally upside. I was like I'm going to fall out of this thing. And it wasn't like some rickety old one. It was like the equivalent of like a transformer it was like yellow and new and shiny still just like man somebody's ain't no guarantee son nobody's falling out of this thing could start with me so then later that night this would be saturday we went to go see Chris Angel, 
Mind freak. Why? Well, because Chris Angel is the host of the benefit that we're going to see two days later. So we're going to go see his proper show. Jason had seen it earlier uh, uh, in previews, I believe. And was like, you got to see this thing. And on the heels of that show, he um, he bought tickets as benefit, like on the spot. And I was like, yeah, I'll go. Absolutely. So he's like, well, I think we should see the Chris Angel show. So you get some context for Chris Angel. And I, do you know Chris Angel? He's this magician. He's a magician. I use that. It's very, uh, very loosely magician. I, I didn't, I've watched his show a little bit, right? Not much, but. This live show, I'm going to tell you, this is one of the most insane things I've ever seen. It was, it was like a tribute, it was just like a tribute to himself. And starts off, starts off with some dumb comedy where they pretend the show's starting like, just technical problems. And then these two other, uh, the comic relief, they're just like, the one is this guy, uh, Maestro is his name. He, uh, calls himself Maestro and he's, uh, a, uh, a performer who is, I guess of, uh, he's of Hispanic descent. And there's a woman who is with this big blonde woman and he's doing a thing where, he was just going like, it was like, Chris, Chris, I have a thing for it. Like, and I, I'm, I swear I am not exaggerating that. This is literally what this guy's doing. It sounded like, it sounded like the kind of thing you do to start like a hate rally or something. Chris, I have something I want to show you. That's how the guy kept talking the whole, whole time. So he's doing his thing. He's like a magician. He acts like he's worse than he is. <coughs> then all of a sudden this video uh, thing starts. They start showing Chris Angel. It's like the, like the, the opening, the package. And it was not that, uh, it was not that impressive. I got to say it's a bunch of talk show hosts going Chris Angel. Like Oprah was like, Chris Angel. And like Jimmy uh, Kimball was like, Chris Angel. And then they ended the thing with like shots from like his show, Mind Freak. And like all of the awards he's won as like magician of the decade or whatever. Anyway, this guy's got the, this guy's got the worst rep with other magicians. Like everybody's like, hey, he steals tricks left and right. He's a bad magician. He's not a good magician. People are just like, yeah, he's not good. Then it ends with like the, the scene from uh, Bridesmaids when it's like uh, Ellie Kemper's like, I want to go see Chris Angel. It's like, yeah, I think they're making fun of you in that clip, buddy. Then he comes out. And his style, I guess you could say his style, Chris Angel's like, 
And this is in a theater. There's like his own theater. And there's billboard. I'm telling you, you go to Las Vegas, you see this guy's face everywhere. Billboards here, there, the airport, the bus, the, the driving by on the side of a wall. It's like Chris Angel, mind freak. Then you go see this show. And now Jason has is like seen it already, and he's now this month. There's months of of anticipation for this show, so he we're all running. He's running a little hot. I'm running a little hot. The moment is here. Chris Angel, mind freak. And the show's like strangely like bloated. It's like because he's got his own theater and. His style is like, it's like a dude who saw a Nine Inch Nails video and then like saw the movie The Crow and he's like, yeah, that's everything I need right there. Got it. Saw the video for, uh, that one Nine Inch Nails song was like, help me, I'm open, you know that song? Closer? Like he saw that. First thing, when you walk into the theater, I wanted to say, when you walk into the theater, in, in glass cases uh, th- throughout the entrance are his motorcycles. He's got all his motorcycles on hand. And then it's just the lobby is just pictures of him with all these other famous people. It's like, it's like a who's who. Of... Then the show starts. The magic kind of blows in this thing. I got to say, it's not very good. It's him doing a lot of like, a lot of wire stuff, which if he's floating, there's only two things it could be. He has supernatural powers or he's on a wire. It's literally just two things. Like there's not even a third option on that. So, some of the things that happened in, in the Chris Angel Mind Freak show, he brings somebody up from the audience and it's like, "Get which of my motorcycles do you want me to make appear here? And he like shows all the motorcycles on a screen and some of them are like, there's one of them was called Insane. Like they all have names. I'll look up his motorcycle names. Chris Angel Motorcycle Names. Let's see. Let's see what he's got here. Name his motorcycle names. Because there was insane. How do you call a motorcycle insane? Where is this thing? Can't find them. Can't find the names. So anyway, you pick which one of the motorcycles you want to see. And then he makes it like that one appear. But who could tell the difference between? They'll look the same. Yeah, that's the motorcycle you picked. And there's signs everywhere. It says no photographs, no video. You can't do it. You get thrown out. 
So there's one point in the show after guests on the motorcycles, he's like, I walk, cause he, his voice is like this. He's like, you know, I'm just a normal guy. Just want to do a little, I'm going to do some close magic. I want to do some stuff. You know, I do all the big tricks with all the stuff. I'm going to do some close magic to stuff. And he sees somebody with a phone. He's like, cause you know, when I was starting out and I'm learning to do the, put your phone away. So I was in high school and the first time I really did a trick that made me put your phone away. So he's yelling at some guy to put his phone away. Guy finally puts his phone away. Then he does some dumb things where he's like making coins. It's like, yeah, you're, you're palming them. That's all that it, it's just like, it's not mad. You're just putting your thumb over them and dropping them down. Then he did this thing where he's like, Houdini. Then he goes, because there's so many like video package where suddenly he's gone. Then all of a sudden on the screen. Houdini. What was Houdini's first name again? Henry? Harry. Harry Houdini escaped from two straight jackets. And tonight Chris Angel will set the world record. Like, wait, he's setting the world record on every show? It's clearly the same show every night. So he's gone. So suddenly, like, the curtain goes up, and then he's there in two straight jackets. And then, like, they, they yank him into the air so he's upside down trying to escape from these straight jackets. Like, yeah, I didn't see you put them on him. I don't know how loose they are. Curtain went up. He's already in the jackets. He's got 30 seconds to get out of these jackets. Yeah, but the. Ugh, we saw Houdini, people saw him get in them. He wasn't backstage. Then he did a thing where he eats razor blades and then cuts up. Stupid. Then he did, he actually did like a sword fight at one point. Like where he fights like a, like an imaginary creature that's like projected onto like a screen. And he's fighting... He's like behind like a, like a, a like a, a transparent, uh, scrim kind of screen. And they're projecting this guy, he's fighting on it, and he's like doing the, he's swinging a sword, oh, so stupid. I almost just cursed right there. The show is so stupid, I almost just cursed. And he's so unfunny, he's weirdly, li- I find him strangely likable in his absolute pomposity. And this might just be that it's in Las Vegas. It's just like, yeah, it doesn't matter how you're famous. If you're a name, that's good enough right now. Like if you're here, that's good enough for here. If you did anything anywhere, as long as you bring your name with you, that'll get you something here. It counts for something. No matter how long ago it was or what you actually did, whether it was good or not, it's all beside the point. So I find him like, cause he's so presentational. It's like, yeah, he's putting on a show. I know it's a show. It's, it's insane. But it's like, he would, every time I would feel into it, he would talk. And I think the comedy, his comedy was the worst thing. Cause everything he was doing was like, he made so many jokes basically about how like, um, under how, how inadequately endowed the 
opening guy Maestro is. Like, those were jokes throughout the whole show. And then at one point he brings a, uh, he brings a, uh, 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 like somebody up on stage to check the, the, how, how solid this, uh, this steel plank is. And he says to Chris, uh, Chris is like, how thick do you think this is? Like, is that solid? It's real metal. And the guy goes, yeah, it's like an inch and a half. And, and I, I he says this, I found out he says this line every show. He says, yeah, is, is that what you uh, say to your girlfriend? And then the whole audience, because it like resembles comedy. It's like the way a politician isn't actually funny, but then they say a thing that has the rhythms of comedy. So people laugh like it's actual comedy. He's like so desperate to be like the alpha dog of the show. He has to keep putting down all these other guys, including an audience member. I will add. It's a paying customer. And you know who throughout the show, who helps him are these guys in these like daft punk masks with like, they've got these daft punk type masks and these like, you could see like their dreadlocks behind them. Like they got their dreads and they're, so they're running around anonymously helping him throughout the show. And then he's also got his assistant, Chloe, who was like pretty much in like a bikini the whole show. And she does magic at one point when he's setting up for the next thing. And then he, um, her big trick, which I guess is very empowering for women is she turns, uh, her assistant, this woman, into a dog. She puts her in a case and then, like, taps the thing and then a dog comes out. Okay, I don't know. Weird. Weird choices there. So, yeah, well, like, at this one point, he needs a couple volunteers. Chris Angel needs a couple volunteers. So he's going through the audience. He's going through the audience. He's got this thing where he's like, I got all these pieces of paper and two of them have my logo on it, which looks like the anarchy symbol, but it's, it's, it's angel. It's like an A for angel. Two of them have my logo on it. And those two people can come up and volunteer. And he's going through the crowd, like throwing out these papers left and right. And then Jason wants one of these, so bad, wants one of them. Chris is like walking by our aisle. And Jason screams, I mean, he's, Chris! Chris! Like Chris Angel turns and like looks and sees who's yelling. And he's like, he looked so just like r- r- disgusted by it. He like over his, sh- almost like over his shoulder as he walked away through like a piece of paper that he knew had no logo on it. Like, yeah, you're not getting within a mile on my stage. The look of disgust was unbelievable. So then he does the thing where he saws a woman in half and it's really gory actually. It actually, 
Then he's like, it's levitate. Then he's like, so many people want to see my trick. The one I'm most known for is levitation. And then he turns that into like this tribute for like sick kids. Which is like, look, the guy does charity for sick kids. I can't fault that. His own kid is sick. It's like fighting, I don't know if it's pediatric cancer or whatever, but he's like, guys, I'm not going to, this guy's, it's not my place to A, judge this guy in that regard. He's going through his thing. That's his life. I get it. That's real. I would never say what he should or should, shouldn't feel in a thing, but I do feel like he, 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 he was, he, in his mind, he's probably bringing the plight of these kids together so everybody can know. But then he appeared in the audience, like, with his kid, with, like, like, he did this, he does, like, this dance kind of tribute to, like, sick kids, which is just, look, again, his heart, I'm sure his heart's in the right place. This thing was just kind of tone, tone deaf, I guess is what it would be. Because then, like, he's doing this thing, and it's, it's, it's clearly loaded with emotion, but then all of a sudden... Somebody wheels out and it's, it's actually like this, it's, it's a sexy assistant now is in a wheelchair. Like a sick kid. It's like, you're bringing out like the woman who's in like a, the, the, the bikini is now done up like a sick kid in the chair. It's like, that's not weird. Huh. Then all of a sudden Chris appears in the audience holding his kid, his actual two year old. This kid's super cute. It's heartbreaking. He's got this little kid. But it's 11 o'clock at night now. It's, it's a two-year-old. It's a two-year-old. It's 11 o'clock at night. The show is filled with degenerates in the audience. And the music is so loud. It's like your poor kid doesn't need to be hearing. It's like. So there was a couple people taking pictures of this moment because it clearly was like an un... It was a moment that doesn't happen in every show. So there were like one or two people taking pictures. So then Jason takes his phone out and takes a picture. And because Chris Angel's like 10 feet away in the... Like he posed as an audience member all of a sudden holding his kid. Then... Then um, we see the security guy come down the aisle and (laughs) see him coming the whole way down. I was like, he's coming to our row. He saw, he comes down, he goes, uh, points at Jason. He's like, uh, I'm going to need you to come with me. Jason's like, yeah, okay. So he like gets breezed out. And we're just like, after a couple minutes, like, waiting to see Jason come back with, like, a look on his face. Like, yeah, they made me delete my stuff. He didn't come back. It's like, whoa. Chris Angel bounced Jason from the show. That was the best trick of the night. He made Jason disappear. It's my favorite trick of the whole night. So then... He's like talking about life. He's like, 
you know, life is precious and we get, and it's like, I agree with all that stuff. I agree with everything he's saying. But then I'll say, it's like, so let's celebrate. And then there's like a 10 minute dance party on stage. It's like, you can do any tricks now. You can do tricks anytime soon. We did, we did a, a dance party now. Get up and dance and clap. You celebrate life. It's like, man, you're trying to run out the clock on this show. Stutes, Stutes tr- trying to do whatever he can to not do any more tricks. Then, then the audience, then he's like, I want to thank all the cast of Mind Freak. These are the people that make this show possible. And then the crew come out, the guys with the dreads, the Daft Punk things. They, the one pulls off his mask. He looked like Jack McBrayer, fake dreadlocks attached to the mask. Next guy does like a backflip, jumps, stands in front of the crowd, pulls his mask off. Looked like the guy from Silicon Valley, fake dreads. All four of them, fake dreads. Nothing weird about that at all. Fake dreads attached to a thing. Guys underneath it, you'd think it would, I thought Mike Judge was one of the guys. The whitest looking people I ever saw in my life. Yeah, so then he does a couple more tricks. He does a thing where he walks sideways down a ladder. Which was like, again, there's a wire. And then he goes under the ladder, so there can't be a wire. Yeah, well, if there's a, if the ladder has a cut in it at the top that the wire can go through, yeah, that's how he can walk through the ladder. The wire goes, nobody said that the top of the ladder was solid, that doesn't have a couple grooves in it. Ugh. This guy. I love, I gotta say, I loved it though. But it was the worst thing I ever saw. So then, next day was a legitimately good thing I liked. I, I met, uh, up with, uh, BB from Las Vegas. Dave. Super cool. They're super cool people. That was maybe the highlight of the trip. Getting to sit down and talk with them for a while and hang out. That was fun. But then yesterday, Monday, start the day off. This is maybe the weirdest day of my life. Started off, we go to the Liberace Museum went out of business in Las Vegas. But the Liberace Society still has the, the, like the, the, the museum items. That they now show for people in private in the basement of the house that was the house that Michael Jackson lived in in Las Vegas for the final like five years of his life. And that house, man, had some bad vibes in that house. Because the dude was basically hiding there. 
and the guy's giving us a tour of the place. And it's like a thing you got to set up. It was, look, it was great. He's showing us around. He's like, yeah, this room, this is the big room. The sunlight's pouring through the windows and stuff. It's a beautiful big room. We could picture sitting there or hosting a thing. It'd be the greatest night of anybody's life. He's like, yeah, this is the room when Michael Jackson was here. Those windows were all blacked out. And he just had a big video screen over on the wall there. Like he was working on music in here. But he had everything blacked out. It's like, oh, this room is, this is a dark place, man. Then he takes us and shows us the basement with all the Liberace stuff, which was really cool and uh very impressive to see all that stuff. One thing Michael Jackson and Liberace have in common, weird military-themed outfits for guys who didn't spend one hour in the military between them. Epaulets and sashes and all these things as if they were, like, as if they were generals. It's like, it's not weird in any way. Just dress like a military man but with like spangles and jewels all over it. And the guy who ran the tour, I will say he was a very interesting guy. He is actually, and this is not anything. It's all, it's online. He's online and stuff. And his, uh, he runs the, the tours. I think he, he supervises the Liberace estate. And he, um, is also the consulate for, uh, for uh the country of uh Morocco which is so he has to look after anybody from Morocco who comes to Las Vegas and needs help maybe it'd be the con that sounds like a gig be the consulate somewhere how many people from Morocco are coming around right it's like a mile long. No, I got the creeps in that house, though. Got the creeps. Then that night, the big show. The benefit. The Chris Angel benefit. And now I'm starting to feel like... Alright, I think I'm... Starting to choke on... The sheer quantity of bad entertainment I'm eating... Like, I'm starting to get poisoned by it, but I'm still eating. It's like a buffet. I kept eating. I ha I should have stopped. But man, that food was good. But it was bad. But it was good! So we show up early to this, uh, the, the thing. It's at the same Chris Angel Theater. Play my house of cards slot machine. Play the Ellen slot machine. Should have seen me. Ellen would have been proud of me. The number I did on that machine. Or she might have been mad. Played ba Baccarat, Baccarat, Mike. You ever play that? Yeah, I don't know what I was doing. But I won. I won money. So... There's benefits happening. And they have the thing where the celebrities roll up. And I took so many pictures. I'm telling you, the pictures I took on this trip 
You wait till you wait till I start dumping these photos online. I might as well just go right to Tashin with these photos. Do a book, two hundred dollar book. What pictures do I have? Oh, for example, a picture of that Michael Jackson drew of Liberace from the museum. I have that. I have a picture of the House of Cards slot machine. One of the icons on it is a little uh, squeeze tube of uh, Freddy's hot sauce. I am not kidding you. Like, you could be like, I got three Freddy's. Beep, boop, 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 beep. So then this thing is like getting ready to start. There's like a press meet and greet area where the celebrities can show up and they're on the thing. And suddenly we find ourselves like up against the rope on this thing. And now I don't even know whether I'm laughing at this thing or starstruck at it. My compass is so cooked at this point. I'm actually getting like thrilled to spot Sebastian Bach coming down the thing. Who? Sebastian Bach. There's one point where Jason went, Who? It's Lance Burton. The magician. It's like, you're into this, but so am I. I'm in, I'm in, I'm into, I'm not, I'm into this. Some of the celebrities I have pictures of Terry Fader. You know him, Mike? Of course you don't. He's only famous in Las Vegas. He's a, a ventriloquist. He was in the show. I'm scrolling through my photos now. Who do I have pictures of? Oh, there's pictures of, uh, well, there's Chris Angel himself. Then, uh, here's Vince Neal. Came down. Got a picture of him. I probably have about 30 pictures of Vince Neal and Robin Leach standing next to each other. And at one point, I rolled video. Robin Leach was leaning on a column two feet from where the press entrance started and he was staring at his phone easily for 80 seconds motionless you'd think there was a statue of someone staring at a phone so there's there's Robin Leach Vince Neil, Tony Orlando hosted the thing who else do we have? Corey Feldman was at it in his full uh, Michael Jackson regalia. Gary Oldman was at it. Who's friends with Chris Angel. Dee Snyder. I'm telling you. This thing was like. This thing was like if a, a VH1 reality truck tipped over on the highway. And spilled out. Dee Snyder. Who else was at this thing? Let's see. Oh, Carrot Top. Uh, Got about 40 pictures of Carrot Top here. Sebastian Bach. It's not looking great. A little haggard. Tom Green. Andrew Dice Clay. And when we were in the lobby for this thing, like after this photo, after this like celebrity uh, uh, red carpet thing, 
we're in the lobby and Dice is in the lobby. I'm four feet away from him. And Jason's like, go say hi to Dice. I'm like, I can't. I'm scared. I was so scared. I got so scared to say anything to him. And then I texted Kevin Corrigan. You know Kevin Corrigan, Mike, right? You like Kevin. Kevin's like, yeah, I know Dice. I was, he was on his show. He's like, just go tell Dice, Dice is a nice guy. Go say you're friends with me. And I couldn't. I couldn't do it. And then I was like standing, I was starting to like hover and I could feel he was probably just like, who's this guy staring at me? Like, like if one, if I finally did say something, he probably would have screamed at me for being a weirdo. Cause I was turning into a weirdo. This was a weird weekend. Here's pictures of Debbie Gibson and Mike Tyson together. Uh, who else do we have? Who else was at this thing? Oh my goodness. And Ricky, Richie Sambora was there. And these people next to us were screaming, Tommy Lee. They thought he was Tommy Lee. And they're just screaming, Tommy! Tommy Lee! They're like, he's with, he's with Heather Locklear. It's like, A, he's not Tommy Lee. B, that's not Heather Locklear. Screaming at him. And finally he like, looks over and he looked over at me, thought, I thought I was yelling. It's like, I'm like, yeah, I know who you are. But it's just like people are just excited about anyone at a thing. They don't need to care about them. These people didn't care about Tommy Lee. If it was Tommy Lee, they wouldn't, wouldn't have cared. So then this benefit, we go to this benefit. It's hosted by Tony Orlando. And the organization is called Help. Heal every life possible. And Tony Orlando comes out on stage. And it's on a giant screen behind him. It says, help, heal every life possible. He comes out and he says, What does help stand for? Help. Here's the guy with the first one wrong. Like, help doesn't stand for the first... The H in help can't be help. Help every living person. It's like, Tony, you, you got three of the four wrong. It's heal every life possible. And he's on the thing, on the stage. Say it with me. Help every living person. And it says on the screen, 80 feet high. Heal every life possible. And he's going over and over. Help every living per, well, first of all, what organization help every living person? What would that be? Well, you, yeah, my car, I got car payments. Can you help me? You know, my uh, small business really having a hard time getting off the ground. Great. We'll help you. Cause what we do here at help is we help every living person. Then he brings out uh, a Terry Fader comes out. This uh, ventriloquist does a dumb routine. Then it's like, ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Lewis. And the curtain goes up and he's sitting in a chair because he's 90. He's in the chair behind him. 
and uh, he talks, and he, you know, he he wasn't funny, but he's just like he's there, and that's what it comes down to. He's there. These people, it doesn't matter what their names mean at this point, they're just there. They're in front of you. It just gets, it gets, just got so weird at a point that it's just like, it doesn't matter what you're famous for or what we think of you, you're, you're in front of us. And then Siegfried and Roy came out and that poor Roy is in, not in great shape, but he's, de- oh, it's depressing. Then Richie Sambora comes up and introduces his fire act and he was bizarre. He's, with the kids, like, look, I don't know if he was uh, d- 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 deep into a Vince Neil toilet or not. I don't know. I would have thought he was two toilets deep by the way he was talking on stage. I don't know. That's me just speculating. This guy could be sober as a judge. I don't know. So he's up there talking and then uh, introduces a fire act. Guy spins some fire around on a stick. Then Tony Orlando comes back out. This is very funny. He goes, Heal every life possible. He, like, he's, he's complete, he knows he messed up so badly. He goes, Heal every life possible. It's on the screen. And I'm saying, Help every living person. Then he brings out, that's right, Gary Oldham. Gary Oldman. Oldman or Oldman? So he comes out. He's friends with, with Chris Angel. That's a weird pairing. Right? This guy? Gary Oldman? He's friends with the Mind Freak? He introduces this this uh, this this uh, impressionist who comes out. And this guy... I gotta figure out what this guy's name was. This guy was... Let me type in Las Vegas Impressionist shows. Let's see. This guy, this guy's like huge. His name is Gordy Brown. Gordy Brown. He's like that, because these guys in Las Vegas, they're like gods in Las Vegas, and it doesn't translate anywhere else. He comes out. His act is like 30, stuck 30 years in the past. First thing he does is a routine about if Bruce Springsteen was shopping at Ikea to the tune of Dancing in the Dark. Then he starts talking about if all these famous people worked at a McDonald's. And these impressions are like, one's worse than the next. Like his Christopher Walken was uh, was abysmal. And then then he starts going his routine, how he goes, he goes, the other day I went to a sushi place. First of all, no you didn't. I went to a sushi place, ordered a couple egg rolls. Oh, wait, egg rolls at a sushi place? And he goes into this Asian accent that was the worst kind of like, you'd, you'd think it was a breakfast at Tiffany's. 
2016, this guy's going, hold, 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 like, the most, right. And then he tries to do this cop out. He goes, and then the, and the funny thing is, uh, she wasn't even Asian. It's like, no, you can't do that. You can't, that doesn't get you out of what you just did. And the funny thing, she wasn't even Asian. So he stinks it up. Then naturally, here come Blue Man Group with Flavor Flav. And they basically, I don't know if this is what Blue Man Group do for a living, but I think I could do this. They uh, put him up against a wall and shot paint at him. The end. That's what they do? Then Tom Green comes out and he uh, he's doing some stuff and... And Vince Neal came out and talked, and it's actually sad because he, he he had a kid who who died back uh, twenty years ago. Very sad. So that's the thing with this show. It was a sad. It was sad. It was there were points where it was like completely sad and completely heartfelt. And but then all of a sudden, five minutes later, Gordy Brown's up there do, doing some uh, like uh, Ching Chong Asian routine. As if, as if he's uh, campaigning against Axis in World War II. Like if he was writing anti anti Japan posters for World War II, he'd be hey, you're hitting a little too hard there, Gordy. Gordy, you know these these are still this is not an indictment against a people; it's against a country we're at war with. Seems like you got you got a little bit of a grudge against the people here, Gordy. So then, uh, then, uh, D. Snyder comes out and plays, uh, does a piano, a, a version of We're Not Gonna Take It, which was in, just weird. What a weird show. Then all of a sudden, it's like, I'm like exhausted at this point. It's like, okay, this is a halfway point. Okay, now we're gonna take a 15 minute intermission, then the second half of the, the second half! I'm drowning in, like, in, in, in just like, ha, ha, I don't want to say hacky, just like, again, famous. So all you got to do is be famous. You're through the door forever. Second part, Dice comes up and d- does a clean nursery rhyme, which is exactly what everybody is looking for from him. Then some dude comes up, does a juggling thing, which was amazing. It was amazing juggling. Like, a guy so simple. Yeah, he's got three hats. He's got these three hats. He's spinning the hats. He's bouncing them off his head, off his foot, flipping a hat this way, that. Then he t- picks up three blocks. He's doing the thing where he's catching them two blocks, one in each hand, and the middle one he's flipping this way, that. Like, the opposite of the Chris Angel thing, where it was like, this dude had no frills and was, you never saw anything like it. Then Tony Orlando's like, I want to bring up a great man, Tommy Lasorda. And Tommy Lasorda comes up. And we saw him at the Chris Angel show on Saturday night because he actually acknowledged, Chris acknowledged him from the stage. So he comes up, he's like, oh, I just want to say, you know, with the, cause like Tony Orlando teased him up as this motivational, like, Tony, Tommy Lasorda gets up there, he's like, you could do anything you want in this life and people sticking up for people, it's great. It's like, it's like, okay, this is all fine. Then he starts talking about the Dodgers, it's like, 
What? You know, I should have been with the Dodgers this week because they're playing the Yankees. But this is more important than this Chris Angel show, I'm telling you. When this guy's doing that thing, it's the, I said it was the best show I ever saw in my whole life. Really? Beth? How many shows this guy, how many, how many times does this guy see Sinatra live? Sinatra's rolling over in his grave right now. Chris Angel's better? So then, uh, there was a couple more things. Then Chris Angel comes out. And does the same thing I saw two nights earlier with the sick kids again. The same thing. And I'm just like, oh, no, I can't keep watching this. But at least now I could watch where he was like running through the audience. Like I could see. He's like, there he goes. He's going with a black sheet. Running to put himself into the audience. He's going to reveal himself in 30 seconds. And. Whatever, I saw it again. Same dance party again. Same guys taking off their Daft Punk dreadlock outfits and revealing themselves to uh, to uh, to look like it's a uh, it's a it really looked like it was a second coming of uh, the Waltons. Something the Waltons are doing the stunts for this show. Then the show's over. Chris Angel's on stage. Brings this kid out. Again. Super cute kid. Your heart goes out to this poor kid. And then, uh, and the mother of the kid who he's, he's not with, and, but they're all together. And then Tony Orlando, he's, Chris Angel's talking. He starts crying, talking to the audience. Very hard. Like, I can't question this guy's heart. I just can't. He's, he's a goofball, whatever. Like a raging narcissist, I still can't question his heart. I can't. I, it just he, he's clearly trying to help kids. Tony Orlando standing off by the sidelines. Chris Angel's talking. He's choking up. And this is the end of the show. So naturally, this Chris Angel's moment. Then you see Tony Orlando has his arm extended. Why? He's trying to block Flavor Flav from walking on stage during this moment. And he fails. Because Flavor Flav steps past Tony Orlando and starts talking about Chris Angel. What a great man he is and great guy. During this moment, it's Chris Angel's moment. He's up there with his kid. And talking about how the putting the show together was everything and how he's trying to help kids. Now, Flavor Flav, who clearly just wanted to be in the show more, is up there. And he starts saying, he starts saying that, uh, like, well, you know, we, uh, you're a good guy, Chris Angel. You know, you do the stuff and you, I know you're, I've known you since 2003. And then they bring out the head of like a cancer organization and a kid who 
literally that day just stopped doing chemo like that day. And it was like, I'm trying not to cry now. This is, and it's just like, Chris, we want to thank you for doing what you do. And we're starting a thing that every year we'll give this award out in your name. Cause you're going to keep helping the kids. And then flavor Flav slides in to the photo where it's Chris Angel, his son, this poor little kid who just stopped chemo, the head of the, so the photo goes like this, Tony Orlando, left from left to right, Tony Orlando, Chris Angel, the little girl who gave him the award. Flavor Flav, <laughs> the head of the cancer charity, and Chris Angel's uh, wife, like or girl or whatever, the wife of the, the mother of the kid. He inserts himself right dead center on this photo. I was just like, this. Okay, this. This is like. Like the level of cringy. You want to talk about a cringy thing? You couldn't. If if Ricky Gervais teamed up with Albert Brooks and uh, the, if they were doing a show called The Cringe Fest and they're trying to come up with the cringiest moment they could come up with, they could never top this moment of Flavor Flav. Just because he was only in the show getting paint shot at him by Blue Man Group, clearly felt shortchanged with his stage time. So he came out during the the emotional conclusion of the show. I I I still I think about this and I feel like I want I feel like it's one of those. I feel like if you needed to put together a new group of like bodies, you know, bodies, the, the with the skin ripped off, just show people that moment. They'll take their own skin off. They'll provide their own body for bodies, skin free. Because you'll want to, you want to, you'll start scrubbing yourself to. Because it was the cringiest thing I ever saw in my life. Then. The whole cast of the, the show's out on stage and they're all waving goodbye. Chris Angel, thank you everybody. Then who manages to have a live mic? Flavor Flav. And he starts going, did everybody have a good time tonight? I didn't hear you. Did everybody, like, everybody, you take care of your life. You have a good life. And his mic gets slowly faded down. And the piano music gets faded up. It was the conclusion. That was my trip to Las Vegas. I couldn't sleep after that. I slept like three hours last night. Because all I kept thinking about was Chris Angel and Flavor Flav every time I shut my eyes. 
Oh my goodness. Las Vegas. It's great until it's not. Best show. Hey, Tom. This is Jeremy in uh, Austin, Texas. How are you? Hi, Jimmy. How are you? Uh, doing well. Doing well. Thanks. Just enjoying the show. Sitting here with my dog, Charlie. Enjoying the show. Thank you. Uh, I'd like to share with you a quick story from a trip my wife and I took to Samstown, to Vegas. All right. Let's hear it. Okay, uh, so uh, our friends got married in Vegas, and my wife and I went along to be the witnesses at their wedding. And uh, I should say this was back in 2003, and uh, it took place in a little wedding chapel. Um, it was a real nice ceremony. That everybody did a really good job. So a year later, the Killers' Hot Fuss album comes out, and we realized that the, uh, the photographer from our wedding was actually the bass player from the Killers, that this was one of his jobs prior to becoming Megastar. Yeah. Uh, Mark, Mark Stormer, I believe, is, is how you pronounce the name. So that was our little brush with fame. Is we were, we were pretty excited. He did a really good job in the pictures. I'm glad to know that the bass player for the Killers is a good photographer. He is. Thanks he for is. the call. Best show. Hello? Hello. Who's this? Who's this? Conrad. This is the guy who's hanging up on you. That's who this is. Who's this? Best show. Hello, Tom. Hi. To whom am I speaking? You were speaking to Nicholas Tannock from New Brunswick, New Jersey. I hope you remember me. We did that show together for the Network Awesome. I do. And yes, yeah, yeah, it was great. You're awesome. Um, I have a quick, I'll, I won't take up much of your time, but I have, I have a, a conclusion to the story that I told last week. Yes. Do you remember that? You called and, and said that you were in a parking lot and saw your former sister-in-law? No, that my, my, um, oh yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, my ex-wife's brother and his wife in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And he was giving her the goon hand, which is the like a uh, slang term for like when a guy grabs a girl and like, like get over here, to yeah. get in the car. So what what happened? Because you were you were you were wondering what you should have done in that situation. Yeah, and we were talking about like getting their help, and I don't really talk to them anymore or anything like that. But because I'm such a fan of the best show, I talk mm-hmm. about it all the time. I post about it and everything like that, so they know I listen. They, you know, I never call, but like I was so like upset. I, I, I wanted to be whimsical and talk about movies and, you know, and then yeah. I saw that and I was like, oh. So, <laughs> he found out that I called the show oh. and he pulled like a Begbie from train spotting. I don't know if you remember that movie, but the guy like freaked out after Ewan McGregor stole his money, started like throwing chairs and stuff like that. So the cops came to their apartment. <laughs> They didn't arrest them or anything like that, but they like were like, "Is everything all right?" And she's like, "No, I need help." So really, yeah. So your show—you're not just a comedy show. You're not just some guy who who makes you know turns people on to good music. Like you're a true broadcaster, man. You're the best show helped this woman out out of the best use of thing. Well, look, I, I look, I. I this is not something to try to get refracted. Oh, uh, I know, I know. From, I know you're haunting, right? But I, I, just I just people thought it was just... like, like, wow, this is <laughs> like me babbling about it on your show. 
led to something positive and good. Well, good. I just well, thought that you'd like, like, like you would like to know that. Well, that's great. To, that that is great to hear. I'm glad that if, I'm just glad that if somebody needs help, that they're getting help. That's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you go. Keep on keeping on. Thanks, Nick. Bye. Bye. Best show. That's nice to hear, but it's troubling that it was a bad situation. Go ahead. Best show, hi. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, good. Who's this? This is Conrad. Conrad. What's up, Conrad? Not much. I'm a second guy who's calling from Waltham, Massachusetts tonight. It's a great city. Right? So you. Hey, hey, Tom. Yeah, what's that, Conrad? Is there like a mediator here? A what? Hey, Tom. Where are you calling from? The space shuttle? What's with the delay? No, I'm calling from my apartment in Waltham, Massachusetts. It's taking you three seconds to reply to everything I say. I don't know, are we getting some kind of delay? Yeah, like that. Okay. Yes. Yes, there is a delay. Well, what do you want, Conrad? I just want to know what what uh, celebrity would Tom not accept food from? Like, if he like, if he was at a restaurant. Hmm. You mean it's their restaurant, Conrad? I got to say, this is a great question. What? Celebrity, would I not eat at their restaurant? Yeah, or if you do, they're cooking your food or touching your food. Let's just stick with it's their restaurant, because I wouldn't want any celebrity to touch my food. I don't want to think about that. What that? Like, uh, like Vince Neil, I wouldn't want him touching my food. Yeah, me neither. I wouldn't want Vince Neil touching my food. What theme restaurant would I not eat at? I probably would not eat at a, uh, a, uh, uh, what would I not eat at? Name some celebrities. I'll tell you whether I'd eat at their place or not. Okay, uh, Goldie Hawn. Yeah, I'd eat at Goldie Hawn's restaurant. Yeah, I probably would too. I'm not worried about you. Name more for me. Go ahead. Name more. Come on. Um... Fuck. Sorry. Oh, you dunce. That's how they do it out in Waltham. Hard scrabble people up there. They deal with the pressure with the to- to- toilet mouth. Best show. Hey, Tom. Uh, to whom am I speaking? This is Rich from Chicago. Rich, what's up? Not much, man. Uh was excited with the topic tonight. I used to live in Las Vegas mm-hmm. after college. Okay. What, uh, what led you, you to be- leave Las Vegas? Sorry. What led you to get out? Uh, I was offered a job as a crime reporter. Out of Las Vegas or somewhere else? Yeah, in Las Vegas. So you were doing crime reporting in Las Vegas? Yeah, night desk. Tell me more about this. Okay. Um... Well, probably the biggest story was like a uh, Bellagio bandit. Did you hear about that? Uh, I don't remember. If uh, well, tell me more about the Bellagio bandit. It's like this guy who rolled up on a motorcycle with a like a motorcycle helmet. He runs in with a gun and like points it at the 
like the poker table and stuff and grabs all these $50,000 chips. And he just runs back out and drives away. But it turns out it was the son of a judge. Hmm. Yeah. And so he was just robbing the Bellagio. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, man. And uh, he was actually staying at the Bellagio the whole time. While he was doing it. Yeah, yeah, and he was like on all these painkillers and everything. It was nuts. No, nope, that'll that uh, that'll take you down a bad road, man. Yeah, definitely. All right, bro. Thanks for the call. Got any women calling, Mike? Any non-dudes? Come on. Non-dudes. Got a couple lines open now for some non-dudes. Best show. Hello? It's you! If you're on hold, Tom is talking to you right now. If you're on hold, Tom is talking to you right now. If you're on hold, Tom is talking to you right now. Hey. Are you asleep? I think this guy fell asleep. You sleep, buddy? Hey, buddy, you sleep? Hey, he's snoring. You sleep there, buddy? You snoring? Wake up! He's asleep. Oh, you sleep, little angel. You're tired. <laughs> little, little cowboy's tired. Little cowboy's all tuckered <laughs> out, being on hold. Best show. Hey, Tom. Hi, to whom am I speaking? This is Danya in Oakland. Danya in Oakland. What's up, Danya? Oh, just called because I was listening to some old shows, catching up as I always am, and you were talking about the worst names, and you guys forgot Quinlan. 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 Can you spell Quinlan for me? Q-U-I-N-L-A-N. Now, who's a bad Quinlan? It's just a bad-sounding name. I don't know if I've... I think I knew... No, well, I knew someone named Quentin, and that's equally bad. Like Quentin, like, like Tarantino, or like Quentin, oh, yeah. Burt Reynolds' son, Quentin. Quentin. Quentin Tarantino, that's pretty bad. Well, he's, he's, he's pretty... Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know if that's making the cut I, there, Donya. It's an old topic, so... No, it happens. Whatever. Sometimes they don't get back How on you, track. Tom? Sometimes they don't get back on that BART track. Try to put it in terms <laughs> you can understand. I love writing the BART. All right, Donya. Thanks for the call. Bye, Tom. Best show. Hey, Tom? Yes. Hey, this is uh, David from Australia. David from Australia. What's up, David? Um, I just wanted to ask you, I went to that Vince Neal restaurant. You did? A few years ago, yeah. And uh, What did you order? I was did wondering, you order the toilet? Uh, I didn't go to the toilet. I did order food there. Did you see the toilet on the menu, though? 
I think I did see the toilet. I saw other people had those toilets on their table. Other, so you but, were there when we were there. They were out of the toilets. Yeah. But you were there. You saw people drinking from toilets. I did. So what? What? How did you like the restaurant? What did you get? I don't. I can't remember what I ate there, but I was wondering if you saw any entertainment while you were in the. I did restaurant. not. They were showing. Uh, they they were showing a a a rock block of of. Uh, I believe I think I saw a bunch of Guns N' Roses videos while I was there. Uh-huh. You know what's um, funny about the food in, there? It, yeah. The food there should, it should be called Doctor Feel Bad because that's how I felt after I ate there. Well, I was going to say it's the food was, that makes you feel Doctor Feel Bad, right? You have to go see a doctor after you eat there. When I was there, they had a comedian up there. Really? Yeah. So, what imagine was he, what was he doing jokes about? That sort of um, Las, like Las Vegas level of comedy, where it's just you know misogynist jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let me say this, just a bag of detail I missed during this benefit show. I saw. Did you hear me tell that story? Yeah. During that, there was a point where Imagine Dragons came out, mm-hmm. and they didn't play; they were talking. And Jason, my friend Jason, said maybe the funniest thing I've ever heard him say ever. And he's one of the funniest people ever. He's 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 the funniest. Um, he said the the one guy was talking, uh, giving the speech, and he said, you know, it's really a, a crazy thing. Imagine and Jay, as soon as the guy on stage said, imagine Jason with dragons, and then everybody in the section laughed. Because the guy in Imagine Dragons said Imagine, and then Jason Quick said Dragons. Oh my god, was it funny. Oh my god. Well look, are you in Australia right now? I am. What part of Australia are you from? Uh, Sydney. And how are things at the Opera House? Uh, good. What if we did the um, best show live from the Sydney Opera House? That would be good. How many people? The, um, who who the would show up? Thirty people. I bet you we'd get thirty people to show up. I don't know. I don't know. I think I know thirty people that are into the show. No one down there listens, right? No one down there listens. I'll just have to bill it as a different thing. Depeche Mode live special act, special openers, the best show live. Then we'll just say. Yeah, Depeche Mode canceled, right? How do you think that'll go over? Hey, everybody, Depeche well, Mode are coming up next. What do we even say that they canceled? We just say, everybody, Depeche Mode's, the, the guys are backstage getting ready, but we're going to do three hours now of a call-in radio show. Then get ready for Depeche Mode. And then we just leave when it's over, and then there's like, hey, my problem. Or maybe I'll know, come. Maybe I'll come. The stuff that they got going down here. Or maybe I'll come out and fool everybody. I'll come out and go your own personal Jesus, right? And then they'll like I'll do it from behind a curtain, and they won't be sure if it's Depeche Mode or not. 
And then I'll well, go. Well, you ought to play at the Opera House. Then I'll just go, wait, why are you making me get on this airplane? I'm not, we're just starting a concert for these people. Don't make me leave. Fine, we'll leave. Sorry, everybody. Thanks for the call, buddy. Best show. Hey, Tom. Hi, to whom am I speaking? This is Marissa out in Portland. Marissa in Portland. Hi. How are you? Will you turn off my thing? Yeah, How's it going? Turn off the thing, would you? Would you turn off her thing? Right? <laughs> Thank you. Right, Marissa? Yeah, please. Who are you it's asking to turn off the who is who what? are you ask who are you saying to turn off the thing? Oh, my I asked my husband to turn off the stream so that I wouldn't get distracted. Yes. Good call. So what's going on, Marissa? Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, you know, I just been listening to the show. Um I heard you win some female callers. So I thought I'd call in. I got a little fox shaped burn when I've been restoring my house. You got burned? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um do you know you know what mastic is? No, I don't. Okay, so I don't wanna bore you, but back in the day before there were like super nice glues, one of the glues they used to use to seal things was tar. So uh all the tile and stuff is put down in the house with tar. Okay. So I have to I have to use a really hot gun and a spatula to pull it up. And you know my knife just slipped because it's nasty stuff, and I got a cute little burn in the shape of a little fox on my arm. That's nice. In yeah, the end, right? in the long run, it's nice. Not so nice right off the bat. It's not so bad. I've had worse. Well, I'm glad that you're okay. You and your you and your fox burn are okay. <laughs> Thank you. I think I remember you saying you don't really like the icky skin stuff because I called last year um, when I I told you a little story from my childhood and it really squeaked you out. So <laughs> I won't do that again. I have a hard time with some things that get queasy. Yeah, we don't want to do that to you. No. We just want to give you a fun time. <laughs> I was on an airplane until it's. It's 6.30 today. Yeah. I got off a plane, that's, went right here to do the show. That's a, that's a tough job, Tom. Well, it's, it's my favorite thing to do. Did you get, did you take a taxi? Did you get a little queasy in the taxi? No, I didn't take a taxi. Oh, that's good. They weren't, they weren't driving like crazy. They drove at a normal speed. Well, no, somebody picked me up. Oh, Oh, that's very nice. Yes, it was nice, right? Yeah. Yeah, my wife picked me up. Oh, I I said to these three guys here, I was like, yeah, hey, I'm going to come right from the airport, do the show. Did they say thank you? No, no, well, thank you. Oh, please. We're 100 miles (laughs) past thank you. I'm surprised they didn't go, wait, did you bring us your present? I'm surprised they don't want to know what present I brought them from Las Vegas. Did you bring what us presents? presents? Did you bring them? Didn't bring them anything. <gasps> no, when you brought them, they didn't have to vamp for you. They, 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 but you think anyone? Let me pick you up from the airport, Tom. Let me get you. I'll swing back at you. No, not these guys. <laughs> what, what is the present you think they deserve if you had to get them a present? I'd probably get him uh, something from the Chris Angel Mind Freak store. Okay, the toilet? 
That's Vince Neil. All right, sorry. <laughs> I'd probably get him the Mind Freak board game. Then they can all play. The what board game? Chris Angel Mind Freak board game. How do you play it? What do you think? I I bought it. <laughs> I don't know. I thought maybe it had instructions on it. Well, I would hope it would have instructions on it, but I didn't <laughs> look at what they were. Like, um, like the the little players, they have to they have to pass through different different grates. Yeah, and they probably have wires hanging off. The only way this game would work would be if it has wires all over it. You just slide the pieces <laughs> all across the board. Uh, it's the like um, it's like mass, ma- uh, mousetrap. Just like Mousetrap, you get caught under the little uh, a little cage. Yeah, yeah, but it's uh, black and sparkly, right? Like Mind Freak. Yes. Yeah. All right, I'm going to take the rest of these calls and then wrap it up. <laughs> Have a good Thank day, Thank you Tom. for calling. I appreciate it. Have fun. Bye. Yeah, Bye. I'll get that energy back up. Thanks. Bye-bye. Wait, I got to get my energy back up? Wait, is this a low-energy show? Her, good, okay, hers. I'm giving it all I got, guys. Sorry. Best show. Uh, hello? Yes, hi. Hi, uh, is, is this Tom? It is. Hi, Tom, uh, this is Zach from South Carolina, and, um... Yeah, I was calling to talk about, I heard somebody talking about themed restaurants earlier, and I kind of have, I guess, a story about something related to that. that Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Okay, well, uh, a while back, uh, I lived in Texas, and... I worked at this job where I had, like, it was like a two-hour commute to this place and just this really isolated kind of desk job. Uh, what restaurant? What? Say again? What restaurant? You're taking, okay. you're taking, um, look, look. Zach, um, Zach, Zach, Zach. It was a place. Shh, Zach, yeah. Zach, yeah. Zach. Yep. You sound like a nice guy, I'm telling you. You sound like a nice guy. I'm, don't take this the wrong way. You're taking the scenic route on this story. Okay, I'll, I'll try to cut to the chase here. I'm not, I'm not good at being succinct all the time. I'll just try to work on and that. I'm just telling you, it's constructive criticism. You relax, and now I'm giving you the floor. With Now you go forward with your constructive criticism. Go. Okay, well... It was, it was kind of a bad scene that I fell in with because it was a place called, uh, the coin operated tangerine and they didn't serve anything except for milk themed dishes. Okay. And pretty much every day I had, you know, I was feeling, and you've seen Clockwork Orange. Best show. Hi, it's Jess. It's Jessica from Ithaca. Jessica, from where now? Ithaca. From Ithaca, the crown jewel of New York State. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> How are you, Jessica? I got a bit of a cold, actually, so that's been fun. 
No, cold. Uh, See, that's I weird. About, I don't like having a cold. You think it's fun? No, well, it's not fun, but. All right, so what I were you going to say? What were you, you going to say, Jessica? Yeah, I just called to let you know that my band finished recording our album, and I wanted to send you a copy. Oh, I think you emailed me, right? I'm gonna. Yes, I, will, I did. I will write you back tomorrow. I didn't get a chance awesome. to write people back from the email. Yeah, yet. yeah. I heard you've been traveling, so that makes yeah. a lot of sense. I'm gonna. I will get back to you, and I cannot wait to hear your your CD. Congratulations Thanks. on finishing it. Thanks. Can I drop the URL real quick? Sure. Go ahead. Yeah, it's at nancybabbage.bandcamp.com. It says psychedelic post-punk album been working on it all year so yeah it's exciting it's, can you spell babbage for everybody uh it's the whole thing it's n-a-n-c-y-e-a-b-i-c-h okay nancy babbage babbage dot bandcamp.com dot bandcamp.com yes you know what something I saw when I was in Las Vegas was what, uh, there was a, there was an autograph shop that sold like autographs and stuff and uh um where they'd have like oh it's all the cast of Suicide Squad sign this thing <laughs> and oh here's here's the everybody from six feet under sign this little shovel and then right next to those things J- J- my friend Jason and I were in the in the store and we look and what's next to it is a giant frame thing where each it has a bunch of signatures and pictures next to them and they it's like historical and then we're looking at it we're like is that hitler's signature (laughs) and it was it was everyone from world war ii where it was like hitler i'm not kidding it was hitler rommel um who else signed? It was Ro- Hitler, Rommel, Goebbels. Himmler, no, no Goebbels, um, FDR, Mussolini, Einstein, uh, General Patton, Eisenhower. Everyone signed it. Not, not. It wasn't one. It wasn't one thing that they all slid down a table and signed. It was like. <laughs> It was individual signatures from the people from different, I guess, documents or whatever. And that makes a lot more sense. Like, who's hanging that on their wall, though? Right? It's like All Stars of World War Two. Yeah. You know, it had Stalin signed it. <laughs> you know, we had to get Mussolini, Hitler, yeah. and Stalin's autograph and just compile them. And to just be like. Well, you know, it's pretty cool about this thing. It's just think about the millions of people that these people killed who uh, signed this. Just all together. Yeah, it's cool. It's Lots all, of fascism all together. But it's in my man cave. <laughs> I got it hanging in my man cave. Isn't it cool? It's my Jeter jersey. <laughs> yes, it was very, it was much closer. It was like applying like history to like, the aesthetic that like a Derek Jeter fan would generally have with something. They also had a top hat signed by the by the cast of Lincoln, like a stovepipe hat. Wait, are the cast of Lincoln? Yeah, from the movie Lincoln. <laughs> Unbelievable. 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 Could not believe it. 
All right, Jessica. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the rest of these calls and and then uh, uh, wrap it up tonight. Thanks for calling. You have a good night. And I'll I'll email you about the mailing address. Thanks again. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right. Best show. Hey, Tom. Hi. To whom am I speaking? This is Taylor from Denver. Tara. Taylor. Ta- oh, Taylor. Yeah. How are you, Taylor? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. What's going um, I, on? Well, I had a I had a clarification question on your Vegas story. Yes. So when you were uh, in the young <laughs> Las Vegas, the killers, I got that in because you said when you were. Ah. <laughs> oh, did it. I'm glad I could provide that. <laughs> you did it. Go ahead. Sorry, Taylor. That's okay. When you were uh, young, <laughs> I did it again. No, go ahead. Let's let's go forward now. Seriously, let's. Okay, I don't know if I can say the question without asking that those right, words. Let's try. Okay, you were taking pictures of celebrities. Hmm. Were you? Was it like you were in the press corps or something? I was right behind the press corps. I oh, was. Okay. I was one. I was probably three feet behind them. So a lot of the pictures were taken through cracks in the in the lineup of the press corps or okay. o- others were taken before the people were in front of the press corps okay because for a second i was like well were you like in the press but that couldn't be right no but then i thought maybe it was like the oscars where they have like a separate stand full of just crazy people taking pictures but that seemed crazy too no they didn't they just had us jammed up against uh, a, a a little little rope next to a slot machine I don't know what okay. overtook me. It was <laughs> so beneath me to go do that, but I stood against that rope taking pictures. I probably have a, I probably have a one, uh, you know, I probably have a, one megabyte left on my phone memory. <laughs> I just like the idea that there are professional photographers right there, but but yet, of course, you have to get it on your phone. Like everybody does that. Everybody has to have it on their phone. But half of, it is. But you know what? Half of these photographers, I'm telling you, on this press corps, maybe not half. There were a bunch of them taking pictures, and they had they were credentialed people mm-hmm. with cell phones. Seriously? <laughs> yes. Wow. Well, maybe that's just the level of celebrity they were they were dealing with or they're like well these are c-listers so we'll just do the phone for this yeah i'm just bringing my phone I'm not bringing my camera <laughs> taking pictures well, I, do, I do have a pretty sweet picture of tom green and andrew dice clay hugging well that you don't see every day no you don't you know you know who does see it every day me with my phone <laughs> every time i look through the pictures on my phone i see it every day that should definitely be your background picture from now on I might just sell it to who would buy that picture? TMZ. What do you think they'll pay? Eighty grand for it. Eighty grand, definitely, definitely. A picture of Andrew Dice Clay hugging Tom Green. I mean, I think first you'd have to invent a time machine to go back in time, and then you sell it, and then and then you definitely get that eighty grand. Yes, and I don't I don't know if I'll be worried about the Tom Green photo <laughs> once I invent a time machine, though. I think that might. Kind of fall for my list of priorities. That's a fair point, but you have to have you know something to motivate you first to, to make true. it to begin with. 
That's true. All right, tell. Well, thank you. I, I have a much clearer picture of what happened. Yes. Thank you for the call. I'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm. Bye. Hey, Mike, you want to see one of these pictures? Come on in. I'll show you one. Only you. Only you. These other guys. I was in tears before. With what? I was in tears. Flavor Flaves. Here, I'll show you a picture of Flavor Flav on stage. Wow. Wow. That is, yeah. It's Tony Orlando. That's Flavor Flav. There's Chris Angel. That's the kid and the mother. Look at him. Were you constantly pitching yourself like you can't believe what you see? That's what I would be doing. Yeah. I could not believe. It was like being in paradise. And, and, and where did Jerry Lewis, I mean, he sort of showed up in the beginning? He was early in the show. The curtain pulls up and then Jerry Lewis is sitting on a chair. Uh-huh. I'll show you Jerry Lewis. But he didn't figure in any, any of the later activities. No, there he is. Oh, okay, yeah. There's Tony Orlando and Jerry Lewis. Uh-huh. Nice. Watch this. <laughs> There's Jason. What happened after he got kicked out, though? Oh, I met him out in the lobby. Oh, okay. They just threw him yeah. tossed him gently. Yeah, they booted him. They tossed him gently. Yeah, <laughs> they booted him. Chris Angel jail. There's Debbie Gibson and Mike Tyson. <laughs> Were they with each other? No. No, okay. Just the celebrity line. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. There's Richie Sambora. Nice. Hold on. I'll find one good one. There's Tom Green. There's Dice. Here's you the one. You couldn't pull the trigger with him, though. I couldn't talk to him. I was uh, terrified. Uh, I was, I was li- literally... I was You're four. taller than him, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's a little guy. Yeah, he's not a little guy, though. He isn't a little guy. Okay. Oh, okay. Here you go, Mike. This is the photo that will last, that will live for the ages. Dice. Oh, he still wears the dumb gloves. Yeah, he's wearing the gloves. <laughs> All right. Get out. Hey, Jason. You want to see a picture? Come on in. <laughs> yeah, these are not going online. These are private. What do you want to see? What do you want to see? Sebastian Bach? Oh, yeah. Here, I'll show you Carrot Top. Oh, man. There's Carrot Top. Wow. <laughs> I don't know who that who is. is. That? I don't know who that is. Some guy with a shot. Oh, there's D. There's D. Snyder. And I was yelling. I, I actually got to the point where I'm going like, D! Over here, D! <laughs> As if, like, D. And there was one point, maybe the true low point of my existence was, it was me and Jason were in this bar and next to the, next to the runway here. And then, um, we saw Robin Leach and, um, we saw Robin Leach and Vince Neil sitting at the bar and was almost going to go up. Was that Corey Feldman? Oh yeah, it's Corey Feldman. Oh wow. Oh yeah, no, all the stars were out. Jason. It was like a who's who. There's Robin Leach. Oh yeah, I we I retweeted a picture of his. Uh he had he posted a picture of Flavor Flav being shot by the paint, the paintballs. Yeah. Watch this. Watch this video. I bet you if I put this video online, I'd get a, would I get a million views if this video went online? 
100%. You've got to put that up. It's Robin Leach staring at his phone. He's still staring at it. Vince Neal's in front of him. He's just staring. He's not moved. It's like the Sphinx. If the Sphinx was staring at a phone. (laughs) Who's that in the Hawaiian shirt? Well, I don't know. Some loser. Look at him. He's still staring at his phone. (laughs) Please post this. Has it looked up? Now he took a look. He looked around, scratched his nose, back to his phone. <laughs> Unbelievable. And there's still another 30 seconds to go with that video. You got to post it. Hey, Pat. You want to see a photo? Besha. Hi. Hi. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Trisha from Philadelphia. Hi, Trisha. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. Let me just show Pat a video, uh, a photo here. Here's Vince Neil. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Vince Neil, all right. Yeah. There's uh. Oh, wait, who's that guy? That's Chris Angel. With the shades on? Yeah. There's Jason and Chris Angel. Oh, so he has short hair now. Yeah, he, he cut his hair between shows. Oh, my God. We couldn't believe it. We were in, we were shocked. That's the craziest part. Yeah. Here's uh. Let me show you one more. There's Terry Fader and his puppet. That puppet on the line looks a lot like a puppet we know. It looks like Wally Wackyman. Yeah. Orange. Yeah. Orange Wackyman. I'm gonna probably testify in uh, Fader v Wackyman for uh, his image. So what's up? What's up, Tr- uh, Trisha? Yeah, Trisha. How are you, Trisha? What's up? I'm good. Um, I had a, a, just a quick uh, Vegas celebrity-related spotting. Well, I want to hear it. <laughs> um, okay, well, I used to go to Vegas a lot because I worked for a big video game company that would send us out there for our um, annual sales meeting. Okay. Um and one year we were there at the same time as the VMAs. Yeah. So we were staying in the Luxor or whatever, and there were all these little fake red carpets set up for oh, different yeah. events and stuff. Oh, no, the, all this stuff I'm talking about took place at the Luxor. Yeah, this is at the Luxor. Um, yeah. was where I was staying, but it was usually either there or in the, the low rent, but the um, Excalibur place next door, we usually got bumped. Um. So I was very excited to, you know, and I'd, I'd seen, I'd spotted some people. Uh, Brett Michael checked me out and, you know, felt better of it and walked by me at a bar. I was so grossed out. It was great. Brett Michael's um, from Poison. Yes, with a bandana. Yeah. Bandana yeah. man. Yeah, he, he looked, he looked really cool and not really old. Uh, <laughs> and, um, this was about 10 years ago. And one of the people I saw, I thought looked a lot like Shaquille O'Neal. Um, but I was kind of far away, so I couldn't be sure. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that night, was talking to my husband in the hotel room, and I told him kind of excitedly, like, I think I might have seen Shaquille O'Neal. And he was aghast because he couldn't believe that anyone could not be certain that they'd seen Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, he's seven foot one. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty big. Yeah. He's very broad, and he also looks exactly like Shaquille O'Neal. 
But Shaquille O'Neal is in the it. he's in the Chris Angel show for a second on the video screen where he goes, "Hey Chris, can you levitate me?" <laughs> so you didn't know whether you saw Shaquille O'Neal or not. Well, I guess I obviously did, but I didn't want to commit to it, and I've, I've never at, at that point. I think it's the first time my husband was ever. It sounded like he was really questioning my intelligence. That I, I, I was sort of certain that the seven-foot-tall celebrity standing mm-hmm. on a red carpet was Shaq. He was about five and a half feet wide. Yeah. was Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. In retrospect, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm like 90% sure it was Shaquille O'Neal. Still got that 10% of doubt, though. You I still doubt it 10%. Wrong. And you know what I think of that? That's a healthy mm-hmm. number to doubt it by. I'm with you on this. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say good night. Okay. Good night. Bye. Thanks for calling. <laughs> Final call. Best show. Hello? Yes. Hey, Tom. This is Aaron from Cleveland. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, your trip to Vegas sounds nice. Oh, it was um, nice. I'm, it was so I'm nice. Glad that you, uh, I'm glad that you went to Circus Circus Amusement, Amusement Park. Yeah, and I rode El Diablo. I know. I believe there's like a video that a bunch of 13 year old kids took of my ex fiance vomiting into the trash can after riding that. <laughs> you know what the craziest thing is? I rode it after eating at that Vince Neal restaurant. Oh, that's terrible. How did I not? How did I not hork all over the place? I don't know because like just the atmosphere in that whole like. Like, they built it on the Circus Circus. It's under this, like, giant, like, shatter dome thing that, like, just, like, has, like, a desert sun beating down through, like, pex- uh, plexiglass. And it's mm. just, like, a giant fishbowl full of malaria. <laughs> it's, like, a horrible place. Oh, Circus Circus is literally hell on Earth. It's pretty low on the ladder there. And uh, and on a ladder that has some pretty low points on it. Um, did you make it out to the pinball museum when you were in Vegas this time around? No, of course I didn't. I was too busy. I was too busy shoving people out of the way to get a clean photo of Corey Feldman. <laughs> Why would I make it out to a museum that just has my favorite thing in it? Can you imagine how much like film was wasted on like celebrities, like like dealer celebrities on the red carpet before like digital cameras yeah. was were yeah. a thing? Could you imagine the toll on the environment that was wasted to get pictures of that meant mean nothing? Well, I mean, at least we'll always have them documented. It's true. We'll always have a great picture of, um, I don't know who, Stephen Eady, right? God. Right. Um. Go ahead. Oh, well, Oh, I was wondering, uh, did you leave flowers at the uh, memorial for the guy from Hanoi Rocks that Vince Neal killed that he has erected tastefully in his restaurant? No, I did not. I did not do anything to honor Razzle at the at his <laughs> restaurant. No, I didn't. I was honored... that like the dessert menu, like the Razzle Sunday or something? Is that really on the thing? No, I'm sure I it isn't. Not. Oh, I had a hard enough time eating at that place just because of the food. Oh, it sounds so surreal and just terrible. It is. I entered, and I entered a state where it's like, this is a weird, this is like a waking nightmare or dream. 
I don't know which one it was. It was both at the same time. Oh, it just like the toilets and like the mat. It was it in Circus Circus. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think I missed. I, I tuned in as you were talking about the Vince Neil restaurant, and I didn't hear if that was like a thing in. Circus oh, it's Circus. in it's in Circus Circus. Yes. God, it's like it's like they managed to take like the party scene from Jacob's Ladder and turn it into a giant <laughs> casino. <laughs> It's yeah, not the worst it's, place on earth. It is. It's up. It's it's uh, up there or down there. I'm not sure which one. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm tired. I'm I'm feeling it now. Thanks. I I'm tired too. In fact, I'm worried that I was the sleeping caller earlier because I woke oh up my and was goodness. disconnected. That, and that might have been Twitter you. And saw that there was a sleeping. Oh, caller. There was a sleep. That was you. That was you. It might have been. <laughs> you were you were snoring. Oh no! You went. Oh, no. I, you weren't I snoring. It was know. just kind I of. It was, I don't it was snore breathing. typically. It was um, breathing. So. Look, it was a weird. It was a weird thing. You just went. I have to listen. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to hear from you after you hear that. I'll be okay. We'll all make it. All right. Well, thanks well, for calling twice tonight. Have a good weekend. Thanks. Sorry. Thanks for your two calls. Oh, yeah. Thank you for, um, you know, the humiliation and partial redemption that well, is now humiliation. I, I grant guess, you so. full redemption. Oh, it's like Tosh.0. Oh. Thank you so it much. It really is. It's a best show redemption, just like Tosh.0. Oh. <laughs> Thank All you. All right. Have a great night. You Thanks, too. Tom. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. My friends, DraftKings is the destination for one-week fantasy football. Use code BEST at DraftKings.com now and play in this week's free $100,000 contest. No deposit required. That's best to play free for your share of hundred grand only at DraftKings.com. Eligibility restrictions may apply. See site for details. And now I say to you, well, let's see if this is a good call. If it ain't, I'm moving on. I'll move on. Best show. Hello. Hello there. Yes, hi. To whom am I speaking? This is Jamie. Jamie, what what's going on, Jamie? Are we doing half hour power tonight? We are not. What's that? No. Oh no. Okay. I had a question for Dudio. But, uh, What's the question you got for Dudio? I'll relay. It I'll, I'll, re- I'll relay it. What do you got? Well, he uh, a few half hours of powers ago, um, Mike was telling that story about how he uh, had a vision of two young rock and rollers in his bed. And uh, Dudio had mentioned that he had some paranormal experiences, and I was hoping he would elaborate, because I love those kinds of stories. Okay. Well, uh, we will, he will tell, he will, he will uh, elaborate on that on the next episode of The Half Hour Power, which we'll hear soon. All right. Okay? All right, well, have a great night. You have a greater night. Bye. The best show. It's over. Next week, Chris Gethard in studio. Maybe slash hopefully someone else waiting to, it's for, uh, 
confirmation and coming soon you love it when Tom Sharpling and Mark Marin team up the Mark and Tom show is going to be an episode coming soon you excited about that Mike yeah you should be it's a good one some people get smeared on this one man there's some straight up five star smearing on this one let the smearing begin so I say to you, good evening, we will be back next week, and I'm going to play something by one of my favorites, John Wesley Coleman III, from a split single on Goner Records, one of his best songs. A clown gave you a baby. Goner Records can't go wrong. It's John Wesley Coleman the third. Best show back next week. Good night.